Airsoft. Do you want to see the kit? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen his get-up? I can't commit to that. You have, mate. You have committed. I can't commit to the camouflage. Do you know what they're doing, Fia? Have you know what Airsoft, Get Airsoft, Airsoft is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We're growing our back. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't commit to the camouflage. You, oh, oh, my no. God. You want to be army, man. It's too much. I feel. Yeah, but Lewis, we're fighting in the fucking woods, mate. You're going to turn up, right? Guaranteed no, no one looks like that. <laughs> and they're going to like, these are the noobs. Yeah, well. These are the hooky <laughs> noobs. Yeah, fresh, clean gear. Like, who these lot? Yeah. I did want. I did worry about that. But Ooh, every airsoft video crazy. I watch, mate, everyone's got a full fucking kit on. So. I saw yeah, the sick ones. I saw, people. I saw a video. This lab was taking it so serious, mate. This lab was taking it real, real uh, to yeah, heart. Yeah, what they do. You shoot nurses. Yeah, yeah, good for yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Security contract advice. <laughs> Have you seen? Is that Lewis? Yeah. That's me. Yeah. I feel like a bailiff or a doorman yeah. or a fucking undercover police officer. Nah, you look like. Um, I look quite terrifying. I'm so fucking huge. The mat. Yeah. Met police. Look at the boots, mate. Not moon boots. Not yeah, they are fucking ski boots, mate. Neil Armstrong rang, he wants them back. <laughs> <laughs> I've got big feet, haven't I? Best believe George will take it seriously, right? Oh, of course, yeah. Where these people, oh, right? I've seen paintball, I've seen people play paintball. Yeah. You it, go with him. It's just a game. He's like, we're crawling in the fucking grass, <laughs> right? And he's like, OJ, come this way, come this way. And he's like, we're crawling all this fucking, spending like 15 minutes of the game, right? And then the game's over. On we've, your we've, yeah. crawled, we've crawled yeah. like half the map. We've shot one person. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, game's over. Yeah. Like, George, what the fuck? It doesn't always go well, but there's been a couple times. When I went with, uh, when we were up in Leeds, fucking bought, because I was old enough to buy grenades as well. Fucking shit throw though, aren't I? So I, oh. I fucking fired this smoke and I threw it, just hit a tree in front of me. And all that. Oh, no. Just landed in front of his feet. <laughs> So, but we'll buy some grenades probably. Yes. So, so is this equipment that you rent from the place that does the... So you, yeah. you can rent like, all of it if yeah. you Game. want. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But we bought our own clothing. We bought the tactical right. the tactical. Yeah. Already. Already. All the gear, no idea is what <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing yeah. from yeah. all of this. I was, was going to say to you, we should sit here and all our gear and just do the podcast. <laughs> 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 I thought it would be funny. <laughs> Uh, but so uh, they, they, they've bought all they they spent three hundred pound each, right, right? Without even playing one oh game my yet. Gosh. Yeah. You have to Do you think maybe you should have gone like gone once, seen whether you actually like it, and then invested? Well, maybe yes, after that. literally <laughs> that is what any normal person would do. Yeah. Absolutely not. We've been paintballing, and we know what that's like. And so, it's, yeah. Yeah. obviously, if you really hate all the people you're with. It's just that's the people all right. There. Give me more incentives to shoot them. <laughs> not your own teammates. Nah, fuck I guess you'd be playing with different people each time you went. Yeah, yeah. Time, yeah. You? me and us can be an army too, boy. If there's sausages, you can just cut away, can't you? Just leave them. Yeah, but I'm not <laughs> sure. That's a, it's a community, isn't it? It's not how it works. You might make some friends. Exactly. I'm gonna need to because after no, three matches, Lewis won't be fucking going. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So you should come along. Fear, would you be interested in going airsoft? Bring some new cheerleading so. friends. Add no. some diversity to our squad. <laughs> paintball, maybe. Would you actually do paintball? No, no I've way. I've done it. I've done Have it before. Actually? What yeah. did you think? It, did it, you get hit? Yeah. <laughs> did that you bruises like a bitch that time. <laughs> it does hurt. Yeah, that's not nice. No, I didn't scream. <laughs> but <laughs> Sorry, is that, is that stereotyping? Nice. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't feel nice. Um, yeah, it just really gets my adrenaline going. I'm like shaking <laughs> on the ground. Like, <laughs> to be fair, where's this person coming around the corner? <laughs> if them paintballs don't explode when they hit you, they fucking hurt. Yeah, yeah. they do hurt. They do hurt.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 31 of the Comfortably Done podcast with a special guest. We've been promising for a while, and she's here. <laughs> Finally, Fia, welcome. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Just so you know, we're, this is an all-inclusive podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just guy thoughts. Now we've got women thoughts, female thoughts, or whatever. Female women's thoughts. Now. Yeah. Because we've been missing that daily, to be honest. <laughs> Especially with George's conservative opinions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you listened to any episodes here? No. Thank God. I can't do that. I have. <laughs> Thank God. But I've heard it all at work, to be honest, <laughs> anyway. So. Yeah. Like, I'm like, fucking, fucking misogynist. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I look, I've had to apologise enough. Today, I'm going to try and not say anything that I have to apologise for. Yeah. Brilliant. Sounds However, it depends what you say, Fear, of course. Might trigger me. Have you of been <laughs> yummy yum, yum on the M25? Have you George strapped to the bridge? No, no, <laughs> no chance. Absolutely not. I saw a video of uh, one of those protesters like on the bridge saying the girl. <laughs> oh, you showed me it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Nobody that. seen that video. That lady, shut up, you coward. Who said that? I'll show you. No, don't don't have to show me. But Basically, she's there crying, so I'm here because I've got no future. I was like, fuck off. Well, before I go into this tirade fear, how do you feel about Just Stop Oil? Good, bad? I get it, but also all of these protesters that are doing stuff like stopping the motorways and these roads in London and stuff, mm. it's not the right way of going about it. And the, the people who are throwing tomato soup on paintings. That's just I just think it's... <laughs> I wouldn't use that word. But I just... <laughs> we'll have to bleep that. <laughs> I just think it's the wrong way about things. There yeah. might be more direct ways to it's not raise awareness of these causes that they're, they're trying to. It's not winning the hearts and minds of the people. The, mm. Yeah, Is that's the, the thing. Issue. Yeah, they're getting people to, to oppose their arguments, even when we're not fully aware of what they're I trying to raise about. awareness of and fighting for. Mm. But people don't like the ways they're going about it. So they're automatically not getting people on their side, which how is the opposite. People, how would you get people on your side? How would you do it? Do I you feel this strongly about it that you would protest? Um, not about the stuff that they are. Okay. No. Is that because climate change isn't happening? Oh, no. Joking. Oh, God. I've made my go. peace with that. <laughs> um, no. I, I'm not going to deny climate change. I think it is an issue. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. I, it is an issue um, that definitely needs addressing. But yeah, I don't think it's. Some things are kind of irreversible. Mm. Is it past the point of redemption of the climate at the moment? That's interesting. Have George we done too much damage happening. already? <laughs> yeah, it's a worrying way to look at it. Pass the point. Of it, yeah, it is. It is. I don't think we've hit the tipping point yet. That's why people are shooting. But we get in there. We get in there. Well, that's what they've said. Haven't scientists said like we literally have a couple of years that are kind of make or break as to whether we can actually redeem the damage that we've done? Because some of the stuff basically happens where it creates a vicious cycle. Mm. So then I think was it called the permafrost or something in Russia or Siberia? Ooh, yeah. If that mounts, then that releases e even more carbon dioxide, yeah. which then it means it mounts even more, uh -huh. and other bits mount, and then they keep it in. It's just yeah. a vicious cycle then. Yeah. As soon as that happens, we're fucked. Yeah. But George say we'll solve it before then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, let's hope. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> let's hope we can, but I think I'm not sure. It's definitely a worthy cause to try and bring awareness to. Mm. But I think the target should be towards 
the people doing the most damage, people using private jets and what do you think we could big do? corporate companies. Yes. What's rather than people who are just driving to work on the M25 or wherever. What's our next bet? What is our next best step to try and combat climate control? Stop smoking. <laughs> no. Does vaping count in that as well? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually non recyclable. Yeah, single use plastic. <laughs> shit. I mean, they're more detrimental to the environment than cigarettes are. What? It depends, what we, it depends how on your weighing it up, though. How are they? How many cigarette yeah. butts are in the sea? Yeah, but they mm. biodegradable. Yeah, yeah but what chemicals do they release yeah, when they biodegrade? If I ate a cigarette butt, uh, my body would pass it, but if I ate one of those, I'd choke to death. <laughs> No, that like, sound logic, George. No, it really is. You, know, you, you can't these, argue with you that. You see these birds in the sea and they die and they open them up and they're full of plastic. Yeah. It's no good for them. But mm. they don't get any that are filled with cigarette butts. I think they do. I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think that these protesters are just like a fringe sort of aspect of the wider argument? And that they're just like... <laughs> they're fringe they're kind of just my opinion on it is extreme, they're, they're, extreme. they're extremists they've yeah, just been yeah. indoctrinated into this apocalyptic yeah. vision that the world's going to end yeah what I will say because I was dead against this what you said until I saw some of these protesters mm-hmm. yeah I don't want to be that guy but they were quite stereotypical fringe people mm-hmm. right and I won't go into the reasons why <laughs> but they didn't seem they were normal quote unquote normal-ish mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. they're there for the crack no, they weren't that. They were like, they just weren't your like typical every. They were like these. How would you explain these people? Like, they're radical. They're radical in everything, yeah. all facets of their life. They're mm. radical, I think. Are they doing it for a, a bit of attention more so? No, no, I don't think so. I think, like George said, they're probably easily Led. manipulated to yeah. catastrophize everything instead of researching. No, no, because they'll know their facts, mate. Like, They'll probably know more facts about you than it, and probably George and I. Yeah, but I bet all of their facts are made up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jordan Peterson's facts are real. Yeah, they are. (laughs) It's Uh, hard to know whether facts are real or not, because there's almost no way of proving them. Like crime statistics. We all know the issues with crime statistics and the underreporting of crime anyway. Um, if records aren't kept properly and things like that. You're always going to have issue with any kind of statistics. Governments have an agenda with the statistics they put out and the way that they maybe word them. So statistics themselves are always a bit dodgy. And that's where the issue is, actually, because you don't know what to believe. And I think that's where there's such a downfall, but nobody knows what's real or not. But but is that true, though? Because a lot of them have come out of the scientific journals and... Yeah, okay, granted, that's maybe, Mm. maybe true. But then when the scientific consensus... Yeah. Is that it is happening and this is happening and yeah. all these things are right. Yeah. Well, it's not, yeah, like, it's, it's not like it's like it's not like it's fifty fifty. No. And it's not like maybe in criminology, you know, it's probably twenty percent one side, yeah. X amount on the other side. Yeah. This is like hundred percent. Every everyone every scientist is saying but this do you is have happening. a source but for that statistic? Historically yeah. it's been <laughs> disproven with like new scientific resources as they've developed yeah so even true. what people historically thought was fact and at the time the science proved that but with new only... technologies that's been disproven but do you not think you can only go on what you've got oh god yeah 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 would you, george would rather risk it, you see. george would like ah do you know what <laughs> there's a there's a scientific consensus but you know it can't be proven completely so i'm just gonna think 
Ah, fuck it. <laughs> it just makes me skeptical yeah. when there are other people out there that say that it's not like that. But they're minority. Yeah. But they don't get any airtime, do they? A bit like mm. when Brexit happened, they'd interview five leave people, uh, five remain people, and then they'd get one chavy person off an estate somewhere to say why they wanted to leave. And it's like, well, that gave the con- people thought, oh, we're going to remain then, obviously, because there's only a few people that vote. Mm. But it doesn't, yeah. do, doesn't do them help when the person championing it is Nigel Farage. He's probably... Nigel Farage is a national hero. <laughs> <laughs> so don't come at me with that shit. <laughs> Fear, though, I am... Uh, you probably agree more with OJ on that when you're... Yeah. Probably more so. <laughs> for, these, but... for the listeners and for these guys, would you... you more left-leaning than right-leaning, yeah. politically speaking? Yeah, I am. OJ's a centrist. And Lewis doesn't mm-hmm. care. Fair. No, Lewis, <laughs> Lewis, 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 Lewis yeah. is left or right. Whoever someone, whoever he believes whoever. at the time. Mm. So it could be yeah. it, George would like be chatting all this stuff to him, and he'd be like, "Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah." And I'm like, "Lewis, mm. just think about it." And he's like, "Yeah, no, George, you're right." <laughs> You've been having but some pretty like, intellectual conversations of late. You just need to persuade me, mate. That's all. Put it into terms mm. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we won't go into politics. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just stop oil. Yeah, pain in the ass. So, yeah. you mentioned about crime statistics. Mm. Um, obviously, you have a master's degree in criminology. I do indeed, yeah. I have half a degree from criminology <laughs> waiting for me in Leeds to finish it. Yeah. These yeah. two don't have any experience in that sort of thing. No. So, why did you choose to do criminology? I always was quite interested in the police, like going into the police as a career. Mm-hmm. Um and I always wanted to help people with whatever I did with my career. Um, and I just found it obviously interesting. Everybody is intrigued by crime documentaries and crime series, whether they're fictional or, or real. Um, and it, it just had me hooked as well. <laughs> and I just thought it would be quite an interesting path to, to go down. Did you find... So were you at uni four years or five years? Yeah, four years. Well, are, you yeah. Fin- are you finished now? I am, yeah. Three years undergrad, one year master's. Over that four years, has your opinion on policing and joining the police changed? Yeah. For the better or for the worse? For the worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was really quite set on the police for a long, long time, um, sort of before I was doing my A-levels. Um, but... Yeah, I think actually with the Sarah Everard stuff and the way the Metropolitan Police handled some of that mm. um, and obviously their involvement in her murder and just in general what I've learned of the police and now I've got some friends that have gone into policing um, and it's maybe just not what I thought it would be. Uh-oh, we're about to get put on our list. For the, re- <laughs> for the record, for the, for the record, Sarah uh, Everard's the girl that got stalked home, wasn't it, by a police officer? Yeah, she got raped, kidnapped, and murdered by a Metropolitan Police Officer. By a police right. officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. Re- he really did a proper job, didn't he? Yeah, there's some corrupt yeah. people in the police, and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. to, no, it's not to derail it, but add on top of that. I never forgot watching, um, I think it's 24 Hours in Custody, mm. and there was one episode on there where a guy had been to see a prostitute and then someone a cctv camera captured footage of him entering the house or whatever yeah and they someone printed it off and posted it through his letterbox and said if you don't give me 
£10,000. I'm going to tell your wife and your work colleagues and stuff. Yeah. It turned out the guy who was blackmailing... So the guy, <laughs> how brave is this? The guy went into the police station. It's like someone's trying to blackmail me. And it turned out it was a police officer who was running the CCTV. Mm, and he'd yeah. fucking Googled on his own work computer quick ways to blackmail people. <laughs> oh, no. God, that's so that. stupid. Yeah. That is crazy. What do you get charged for that, do you know? Extortion, maybe? Blackmail? Yeah. That could be a heavy, heavy sentence. Probably as a police officer. Yeah, probably yeah. breach of conduct and all that sort of Massive stuff. Massive abuse yeah. of power. Yeah, I, I think... saw there's that police officer the other day, that, a woman police officer who was... Videoing herself performing a solo sexual act, according to the thing. Well done. In the police toilet, sex like um, <laughs> She got suspended because it was, uh, you might know it, the terminology. Basically, because she was doing it at work, it breached the like guidelines or like what you're supposed to be as a police okay. officer. Would you say that the police is uh, very much a boys club then? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um... I think institutional sexism very much exists within the police. And actually 75% of my participants in my dissertation uh, also believed that institutional sexism exists in the police. But then again, my participants were all women. So I was just about to ask that. That yeah. might, <laughs> <laughs> that was my that first might show you why the percentage is so high on that one. Um, but yeah, I do very much so. So in, in what way does it manifest? Sexism? I think in the treatment of women in the police police officers and i don't know i just think the way that they're viewed i think obviously society in itself is a male dominated thing uh, women weren't allowed in the police until mid to late 1900s anyway so obviously the police that was established in what 1829 i think it was you know more than me <laughs> was was male led for almost a century so obviously that's going to have some lasting effects on the police today. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's, it's obviously got a lot better. Is it um, just in the treatment still, of them? Is yeah, in, I think in you like, still get, obviously, harassment. Yeah, are we, are um, we considering, like, I want to say, is it like similar to maybe a woman on the building site? Yeah. And I'll uh, give you an example okay. from our guy right here. Okay, go on. So, <laughs> Excuse me. we spoke about women on building sites a while ago. And then Lewis goes, oh yeah, there's actually one on our building site. I think she was the health and safety person. Oh, yeah. And then he was like, she's a fucking dragon. <laughs> and I was like, would you say that if that was a guy? It's like, the, she's just doing her job. But because maybe she's mm. forth, like, forthright in what she's saying, like a bloke yeah. would be. Uh, but you called her a dragon. But if, she was, if he was a yeah. bloke, would, would you have more respect for her? <laughs> and I was thinking maybe in the way saying that yeah, in, yeah. in the police force. Yeah, I would say so in terms of like, Obviously, women are harassed anywhere in society. It can happen at any point to anyone. Um, obviously, men included, but it skews in, in women's favour, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so you get a lot of that in the police. Um, obviously, the expectation that maybe men can do the job better. Oh, so um, we'll have to go on to this. Because of, you know, physical attributes and yeah. things like that. Do you think um, that's true? I think there's obviously... You know, men have a physical advantage over women in terms of they are generally stronger. You know, it can't be applied to everyone. It's not always the case. But generally, yeah, men are, are physically stronger and faster and whatever. Um, but I think there are other parts of the job that women would excel at a lot more than men. That was um, about last week. 
it's not gone ahead, but maybe okay. emotional intelligence yes. and dealing with yeah. criminals. Yeah. I feel like blokes, some of the stories I've heard of blokes in the police mm. force are shocking, by the yeah. way. How they treat potential criminals and stuff like yeah. that is crazy. Yeah. I think a woman would be a bit more nurturing in that uh-huh. regard. Definitely. And I think you can get some men that are just quite power hungry with it and like the abuse of power can really go to their heads and they actually maybe join the police for the wrong reasons they don't want to fucking lay a beat down on people don't Uh they for no reason yeah and but it's like allowed and obviously in some cases the police can be punished more harshly if they're caught for these crimes and stuff but in other ways because they're police they get some exceptions from that and the police force generally can try and bury some of the issues Yes. That they create. And this is a comment I saw on Reddit about someone to put the police force. Mm. He didn't like the way a criminal was... I think they battered a criminal, basically. Yeah. Just for... Not even for nothing. I don't even think the person was doing anything bad. Like, well, they were obviously doing something bad, but like they weren't giving shit to the police. Yeah. They just battered them. Yeah. And the guy wouldn't back up the, of, the officer's statement. He's like, no, no, you battered him. Yeah. And then he was ostracised yeah. in, the, in yeah. the police department for doing the right thing. Yeah. Was he outed? He. The, yeah, that's what ostracised, as in he was like, they, yeah, yeah. they were like, fuck you, we don't yeah. want... Like, he was then bullied in the workforce. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That sort of thing happens in the army as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it would be the same for, like, a woman in the army in terms of even if you speak up about any sexual harassment or assaults that happen with people that you work with, maybe, it's, again, that, that whole being ostracised for it and you... It's, it doesn't go down particularly well, I wouldn't imagine. Would you say that the police force is a like a bad barrel and that, that the institution is what's wrong? Or do you think there's just bad apples inside that barrel? I would say there's bad apples, but they're allowed to do what they do because of the way that the institution is run and has historically been run. So, yeah, you can say there's bad apples. And I think this is what the narrative that they try and push a lot as well, Mm. because they don't want it to seem as though the whole police institution is corrupt. Um, And obviously a lot of like people who work in the police are absolutely good human beings. I'm not saying (laughs) that everybody works in the police is absolute trash and they're all horrible. The majority are lovely and are doing their job for the right reasons and they're doing it well. But unfortunately, it's not perfect. And you do have people that take advantage of their positions of power. But I think there are some things in the institution that allows them to be able to do that. So do you think that there'll ever be a time where the police, and by extension the army, will ever be a place where women and men are equal, for lack of a better term? Or do you think as long as there are going to be guys there? Mm. See, right now I would say no, but obviously in the past, like I've said, women weren't even allowed in these establishments. And so it's changed so much already to work towards equality that it would be naive of me to say that, no, it could never achieve that Mm. because we are working each day towards equality and there are people like protesting and campaigning for equality in these things. And there are now things put in place, you know, you've got more like health and safety people in these institutions and safeguarding to fight for equality and to fight inequalities that occur. So I would hope that, yeah, at some point with more education and maybe more training, we'd be able to reach equality in, in these institutions and there wouldn't be all these issues. But right now it's, 
it's obviously not quite reached that point yet. Mm. And I think it will take a, a good few more years. What um, I find but... interesting, and this is maybe not applied to the police force, but more mm. the army, is there's certain ways that, and I've, 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 someone said this to me before, that how guys bond. Mm. So guys tend to bond over playful banter, aggressive, do all of this sort of, I guess, alpha male sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's a way that guys and like, have a laugh with each other bond. When, and I know <laughs> it's not very PC, maybe the jokes that people do. Um, and guys, I think you'll find, and George said this, he found us in school, will sexually harass each other. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that sounds weird. Right? But they do, but as in, but not to a, a greater extent. Mm. But they'll find that as a way of having a laugh and yeah. building a bond with each other. Slapping asses. You hear about football, in football teams, these things sort of go on in, yeah. in, in rugby teams, in any sort of, sort of factor of life where there's guys who've come together. Probably not so gaming nerds, maybe not, I don't know. <laughs> George might find this when he does airsoft. <laughs> you like report room. back after yeah, that. I'll let you know, guys. But sort of, that's a way and a mechanism I find guys bond, right? Mm. But it's not inclusive, to, I find, to women. No. Because if a guy did that to a woman, mm. obviously that's yeah, too far. Yeah, it's received very differently. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, probably not so in the police, but more in the army... How do women fit into that? Because mm. once a, a, a women come into that group, now the jokes stop, right? Yeah. You, you don't do any of this playful banter. You're careful what you're saying. But then it's hard to, perhaps it's maybe hard to create that bond. Mm. But I think if, if you're not saying misogynistic things that are an actual issue, you should still be able to say them towards women. And with women around. In, in, in like, so what would you say? Well, with is... like the, the lad banter and stuff, it shouldn't have to stop just because women are around. But it depends, obviously, what, so what, what you guys like... class as banter. Yeah, if, it's, if it's derogatory towards women, then obviously that shouldn't even be the banter that men have anyway. And that's part of the issue. Is that uh, men see that as acceptable to joke banter, about? Though. This is the way that bo- boys view it. Is they say things, they don't like believe it, but they say it for effect. Like I do at work, I say things like because uh, they're yeah. outrageous. Because I know that people <laughs> yeah. like because you're yeah. giving me looks just to say shut the fuck up. Yeah. But you wouldn't. I wouldn't say you hate me. No. Because otherwise you wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. Maybe you go home and think George is a sexist pig. <laughs> I don't like to it associate just, with it. Just depends on the person, I think, mate, how they receive it. Yeah. But if you I didn't know, know you, I would never yeah. say those things. You got to know. Proud. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like when I'm with the regulars, we say things. Yeah, that I don't necessarily believe, or because it's. You give us some examples. <laughs> no, 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 I can't. But you'll you'll make jokes, or you'll say things, or talk about things yeah. because that's a way to fit in. Like I remember mm. when I started, and I would say things like, "Oh no, I've got a girlfriend." In terms of like saying, if they were saying, "Oh, would you sleep with that girl?" Or, Do you think she's fair? Like, oh, yeah. I've got a girlfriend. That didn't get you very far because then you get ripped. And I made the compromise of like, well, I'm not actually going to do any of those. Yeah. Things. Hypothetical, mate. It's... <laughs> I can't set my But I would only ever do that in, in that yeah. scenario. But I think that's part of the issue is that there's such peer pressure for lads to get involved in this lad culture. George, did you say you again... were faking it then? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you have to get used to this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, of course. But you, every everywhere you go and chat to people, like I chat to people and pretend I know about all sorts of things. Fake it, fake it till you make it. Like, like when I've got regulars telling me about steam trains. I don't. <laughs> I hey. Well, yeah, I know you love steam engines, but I have no interest in steam engines. No. I would never go on holiday to see one. No. But when people are there telling me about they've been to Poland to see steam engines because they still have them running in Poland, mm. instead of saying "fuck off, you boy." Man, <laughs> uh, I'm not interested. Yeah. I'll say, Oh, I saw this train once. <laughs> you know, like try yeah. and like, engage in conversation. I'll say, Well, I went on a train yeah. in Germany, they had double decker trains, and yeah. it's just kind so of like, sport for me and him. So to fake it, you're talking about football, yeah, like just like Cheers, okay, bourgeois. Okay, check <laughs> yeah. football scores, yeah. But it's not because I'm being disingenuous, but mm. I think as a, in a customer service role, if yeah. that's not too strong of a word, yeah, you just have to do these things to fit. In. Yeah, um, but an innocent conversation about trains or football doesn't have any inconsequential. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have any actual impacts to it. But where is the line? What's the line? What's too far? Why don't you girls I, just give it back? If you slap your ass, just fucking slap the bloke's ass back. Like, yeah, yeah, fucking. <laughs> yeah, because there can be repercussions for that. That are negative for us as well. Yeah, we should be all equal. That's if we do, if we do react. And by the way, I don't. I don't think sexual assaulting each other, even in, the, in a in a guy on guy. No, I mean, acceptable, I mean, by the way. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I didn't know that guys sexually harassed each other, but that's yeah. horrific. That? Anyway, in the no. training rooms, like people tend to bum each other. Okay, that's strange. Do you not think that goes on in like, rugby teams? Do you think of the hazing that goes on in, in yeah, rugby teams? Horrific. Some of it's horrific. You must know from the socials you went on with the lads. Mm-hmm. Surely you must have noticed amongst them there was very like... It's almost, They're very intimate. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, guys are very intimate they, like, <laughs> with each other. <laughs> but they also yeah. tend to be people that are quick to be homophobic at the same time. Mm. Obviously, that's a generalisation, but like at school, if you said to somebody that they were gay, they would be offended mm-hmm. by it because it is an assault on their masculinity. Yeah. But then an hour before they were pretending to bum their mate yeah. in the changing room. So it doesn't really <laughs> make sense. No, it doesn't. It but, doesn't make sense. But then in terms of jokes and making jokes... Mm. Where would you draw the line as a, as a, well, a woman? Let's say like this. If you wouldn't make the joke around a woman, mm. maybe you shouldn't be making it. That is very fair. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what I mean? That well, well that's the line. If you, you wouldn't say it to their face, if you wouldn't say it to a woman, if you wouldn't say it to a gay person, maybe you shouldn't be saying it. And maybe that's the line. What was if you read it wrong? Well, that can happen. People can obviously say stuff with different intent, and you might not mean anything by a passing comment. Comes up to say, "Oh, all right, you fucking bitch." You know what I mean? As a crack, (laughs) you don't take it the right way. You're like, but that's when you have. That's about friendship, though, isn't it? Like, if you, You if a random guy came up to me and said, "All right, bitch," and put his arm around me. I'd want to punch him in the face. <laughs> but if George came up to me and put his arm around me and said, all right, bitch, I'd know that he's joking and we're friends, isn't it? But that's in all walks of life, though. That's, I think exactly, that yeah. It, it's just the relationship you have. Because if, you... my, if one of my girlfriends came up and put her arm around me and was like, all right, bitch, like, I wouldn't think anything of it. So obviously if a guy friend did that to me as well, it, it wouldn't matter. Would you happily tell them if you was uncomfortable with it? Like, no, don't do that. What, with a friend or with a stranger? Or? A fucking stranger, yeah. Um, or someone who thinks they're your friend, but it, they're not It depends quite there. on the situation. Um, At work. It, it depends how safe I would feel saying that and what retaliation I think I could possibly get from this that person. What I mean. And what kind of environment I'm in. You get ostracised then, don't you? 
Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a big, that's yeah. a massive one for women, by the way. It I is. It's just kind of taking it, even when you feel uncomfortable, because one, you don't want to offend people, because God forbid you offend someone, a man specifically. I really want to say something. <laughs> it's, it's like. <laughs> in, in, uh, for example, uh, when, when my mum was younger, mm. she was working in an office environment. Yeah. A guy slapped her ass, right? Yeah. And she she kind of got back at the guy and went to a boss. But then he kind of was like, well, you're going to have to work on your own then. Yeah. Right? Instead yeah. of yeah. dealing with the situation. Yeah. And instead of removing the problem. Yeah. They they punish yeah. the woman. Yeah, and it's exactly. like, well, you all have to work alone rather than yeah. removing him from, mm-hmm. from working around mm-hmm. women if he can't control himself. Yeah. But I still think on the one on the going back to when we're talking about guys bonding and yeah, making yeah. jokes, I still think mm-hmm. like the blokes bond stronger than women. No, I don't think that's true at all. Is I'm it, just saying it's that, easier. No, no, I'm just saying that <laughs> they bond over making <laughs> geography comments or yeah. ridiculous comments. Yeah, mm. and they would never say that in front. No, and that, that dynamic would change. Yeah, but that's, just that, feel like that's that lad culture that's fucking that cavemen, causes isn't issues. Caveman culture. Because there are what different things issues? that men can bond over. You guys can bond over football. You could bond over. But like even bonding over clothes you like to wear, like so, it, size it, of your dick, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> size of your dicks, that's fine. Yeah, bond over that, like you don't, don't need to bond over that. making derogatory comments towards women and being like, oh, I can sleep with so many bitches, like blah blah blah. But that's what there are other things that men can bond about, and if that's your last resort, then maybe you need to find some other hobbies. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, like I wouldn't say yes to those that type of. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've been in some group chats that that have questionable. Mm. Yeah, questionable comments all the time, but it's because it's ridiculous statements. Then yeah. the, the joke is not, and I and I, un- I completely understand where derogatory comments yeah. are really toxic yeah. to society, right? Mm. I understand because it it presents a view that these things are acceptable, yeah. right? Which they're not. Yeah. None of these things are acceptable. But I always come back, and I think, yeah, and this is going to be a bad thing, to, a bad person to use an example, right? But Frankie Boyle, when he was saying these really ridiculous comments. People weren't laughing because they're like, I agree with what that person said and I think that's acceptable. They laugh at it because it's so ridiculous, because mm. it's so taboo and Outrageous. so naughty to say. But the problem that is you still get is, followers who, who do agree and they are influenced by them extremist mm. views, whether if that person says it as a joke, they might be joking, but somebody else who's maybe had that inkling of a thought before, yeah. but it's taboo to say, then thinks, oh, well, actually he said it. So also, my yeah. thoughts are real and they're acceptable. So I'm going to say it and I'm going to do what I'm thinking because it's obviously allowed. Like Andrew Tate obviously was a, a massive... Top G, top G. This fist is about to come down on the table then. <laughs> fear, fear's in the war room. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about fear? I can't it, say bad swear words on here, can I? You can, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a wanker. Yeah, um, As a really, really nice way to put it. It's fucking outrageous. Um, oh, he's stuff, a disgusting human being. Some of the stuff I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And some of the stuff I'm like, no, that's too outrageous. That's too I've much. never heard him say one thing that's cool. <laughs> Do you think it's what he says or the way he's saying it? I think everything about him he's uh, so outlandish, is mate. absolutely vital in it, every single way. He does not give a shit. Because I already saw, I already seen, I didn't know who he was. What he says is disgusting in itself anyway. Purely if you just take what he says, it's not acceptable. And anyone who thinks like that, I just don't even understand. Now I'm bad again. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe this, I haven't watched his stuff. 
But oh. I've obviously seen the Clips. things that he says. So maybe I've only seen the extreme things that he says. I don't know everything that he's ever said. So what extreme um, things have you seen him say that you are like, wow, that's ridiculous. So, I, I agree, but I think he says some ridiculous oh, yeah. stuff. But I will say this. There's some points he makes, right? And you, and I can see the value in some of the points. Okay. Not the most, obviously the most ridiculous. Because some of the stuff he does come out is Do you ridiculous. have any examples of them, them points? <laughs> Are you in trouble, boys? Yeah. No, I was just, I'm actually no, curious just, because, I, yeah, like so, I said, I haven't listened to a lot of his stuff. So he makes some good points about uh, feminism. Okay. And he says, uh, and I this is a general argument I have anyway with some sort of feminist aspects, okay. is Fembots. W- women tend to cherry pick what they want to be equal in. So you don't see a lot of women say fighting for, they, they want equal pay and equal jobs right but that's all in high skilled high paid career based high like specific career based mm. roles but you don't see women fighting for equality to get into building or construction yeah. or anything like that and this, this is a bad one this is not another one mate that's and all. and he's also said about you know you've got the war in ukraine where are all the women why you know i know and i do know that they've got to come away because they've got children to look after but why is it the men staying to fight in mm. Ukraine and not women and men? Or men are moving away. We do away. still have women. In a part of the war effort. Yeah. But I think it is, it all goes back to these like traditional gender roles in terms of it's been plugged into everybody in society that women are the caregivers and the primary caregiver. And therefore the women should be the ones to go in and look after the children. Then do you think feminists should be fighting against that and do you think feminists should be saying why are more women not staying in ukraine to fight the war yeah but i think they have been in terms of being like well putting all the pressure on the woman to be the caregiver there's two that make a baby mm-hmm. well and, done. Well yeah. done. <laughs> really big science facts here um <laughs> you know it takes two to make a baby and i but it's all throughout society, even in terms of like the, the time off women get for maternity and the time men get for paternity. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. Um, it is. It's, it runs so deep into society that it's hard to change. But women have been fighting for the right to, to be in the army and to get involved with that. And obviously with the builders thing, these things that have been such, as we called it before, like men's clubs, it can be really hard for them to actually allow women into them and accept them into it. So even when they do get into it, again, they're harassed, they're marginalised, they're like not included in everything. So that can be an issue why they don't fight to get into like building. Yeah. Because it's so manly. And, and I suppose that it's 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 not a, a a career path that has come as far as say an no. office workspace. Exactly. Because so women were traditionally that. like when they started to get jobs after like World War Two, it was like secretaries and stuff mm-hmm. like that it was like seen as women's work initially. So obviously then they were allowed into that environment quite nicely. Well, say that, but you know what I mean? Um, a lot easier than they've been allowed into some other aspects. So a natural progression from that, from mm-hmm. like being in a secretary, they're already in the office, they can advance through that. So I think it's probably been easier access into them kind of jobs. If you was in um, Ukraine, fear, I'd think question. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> your husband got called up, you've got family there, kids. Mm-hmm. Would you say to your husband, you stay at home, look after the kids, I'll go. I mean, n- no, I don't want to be fighting in 
it's like nobody wants to well obviously some people do because they enlist for the army Agreed. but the majority of people wouldn't willingly give themselves up to put themselves in a situation where they are faced with death quite severely and like they're in a very high stakes environment so no i wouldn't want to be in a war i wouldn't want to fight a war like god forbid if your husband said to you you need to stay at home look after the kids would you argue with him and say and would you feel it's part of your duty as your as your country to defend your country i mean i don't really care that much (laughs) i don't think i don't think we have no i'm not and i don't think we have the same sort of levels of patriotism as they maybe do in like America yeah, where it's seen as like defending a... country so you might get a different response from a woman in America who's quite patriotic if you went to like Texas but and ask I, them but I don't think this is a patriotic response though because you know? uh, it's a, it's not it's not about oh I love Ukraine I want to defend it, it mm-hmm. it's do I want to be under Russia yeah Right? Yeah. I so think, that's it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a life change. It's not mm. about, it's like, well, I want yeah. my life to stay the same, yeah. so I'm going to oppose. Yeah, it's always coming. hard with hypothetical questions to know what you would do. Because right, <laughs> <laughs> right now, sitting in a comfy like house and whatever, mm. in my nice, cozy, middle class life, like I'm like, no, I'd never want to go mm-hmm. and fight war and I wouldn't see... I don't know, do you know what I mean? Whereas when you're, if you were put under that strain and say we did come under attack my mentality might shift into a, you know, fight or flight. I might go into fight. But and I might expect, think, yeah, let's do it. Would you expect your husband to fight, though? I wouldn't expect him to. I probably okay. wouldn't want him to. I'd be scared to die. Let me ask you this, then. Um, I, I watched a interview the other day with the SAS bloke who... And Middleton? Yeah. No. Was no, it a different one? No, Jason no. Fox? I watched this. No, it's not one of the guys on TV. He oh. was. The, remember there's a terrorist attack in Nairobi and that British guy with the balaclava and his plate carrier and an M4 just went in and killed all the terrorists and saved like 100 people. <laughs> <laughs> no. You never seen that? No. Fucking hell. It's I forget what his so name cool. is. I'll have to find him. Anyway, he's come out of the SAS now and he started talking about his times. Okay. You can't talk about being in the SAS, um, but he can talk about joining the paras. Okay. In him and this American, the host was a Green Beret, I believe, which is a special forces unit in America. And he was saying that the problem with the army nowadays is that they, are, they don't breed the warrior culture into people. So mm. instead of, he said that he joined the army because he wanted to kill the queen's enemies, was his okay. terminology, right? Yeah. And he said that an issue nowadays is that people go on the range not to learn how to kill people, but to pass exams. Right. And people join the army to get a degree to further the higher education or it's a job. And even in the recruitment, they talk about like the tax-free bonuses you can get. And there was kind of this dissonance because at the same time, they're acknowledging the fact that you kind of get indoctrinated when you join at 16 Mm-mm. into being a warrior. Yeah. But he said that the shift in politics and I suppose this, uh, the having women in the army kind of comes into this, mm. um, that the warrior culture is being bred out of people which makes them less effective okay so would you say that there are some professions that are naturally more geared up for men to do because of the nature of it so being a soldier really when it comes down to it is to go and kill people Mm -mm. and i suppose to analogize this like 
when me and you go paintballing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm there shouting orders, throwing smoke grenades, crawling through the bus, shooting yeah. people and getting a thrill out of it. And yeah. then you're there with an adrenaline rush thinking, yeah. fuck, I don't want to get shot. Yeah. Shaking in fear. Yeah, literally. <laughs> now, there, there could be a multitude of reasons for that, but, yeah. and I know that's quite a lot, but... Mm. What do you no, think? well, God, yeah, because, I mean, men are raised that they should be aggressive and, and that violence is okay for men to do and there are different obviously gender roles with how women are raised women are raised to be a bit more passive um and not be so aggressive and not be so emotional whereas men it's quite encouraged Mm. so yeah i think men are definitely a lot more aggressive and therefore yeah if that's what you want from from someone in the army then do you think that might make them better equipped to it if we didn't have women men would just be off the rails just fighting and fucking killing each other all the time i think there's a balance they complement each other i believe a man and a woman but just what you said then was interesting about women being able to deal with things better emotionally yeah during world war ii the most successful uh soviet snipers were all women and they used women were always better snipers because they had the patience to sit somewhere for three days and not move yeah and shoot people. Small runs, yeah, pull I the can trigger. See that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, that's good that you said that. So what? Not that I agree with it, but what? <laughs> this is that, prime lad banter yeah, that we're right. talking about. <laughs> this is a per- this is a perfect example yeah. of what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So oh, like, are you sitting there thinking, Lewis, you I can't right? <laughs> or can you see the humour in it? <clears throat> I can see the humour in it, but you just don't find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I question the need for it. Call him out. Do you know what I mean? Tell yeah, it. Rip into yeah. No, I don't. I, yeah. I don't need to. I'm sure he is joking. Come out, and that's, oh, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> that's is joking. Fine. There's. I don't see why the comments are relevant I think or what they did. add. But obviously, it's <laughs> but just it's like, like yeah, but a joke's not, a joke's never ever relevant, though, is it? It doesn't really add to anything. Oh god, it can be. Hundred percent. But it's there to make it I'm to make people laugh. Isn't that, the, the, isn't that the whole point of a joke? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a giggle out of it. <laughs> yeah. So are we are we enablers then? Are we? Let's be brutally honest here. Yeah, like we're not. We're not offended. Yeah, because this is why we want a girl on the podcast because yeah. we sit here and talk as through Make jokes like yeah. that. And <laughs> yeah, the, there's the constantly things come up and we say we wish mm-hmm. we had a female opinion. Yeah. On. So. Yeah. He made the joke, it was in poor taste, right? <laughs> but we both laughed at yeah. it. I've got more to bad. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that the whole thing is problematic? Do you think that a way to combat this, because I suppose this would be what it was like in the police. Mm. Yeah. Is the way to combat it for people to not laugh at the jokes and stand up and say... Lewis, that's... <laughs> I can't even say it. Straight in, in my defence, I've grown up in a very equal household, you know what I mean? My mum didn't do all the cleaning, cooking and washing. It's my, you know, I mean, both her and my dad. That's good. So that I'm, not, nice. I'm not one of them dudes. Yeah. I'm no, just, you can't. That, that's, a, that's such a... I'm an idiot. That's like saying, I'm not racist because I've got a black friend. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not sexist because my my family's actually quite equal. I do. Oh, no, I believe I in equality, mate. Interesting point I believe yeah. in equality. I'm all for it, mate. All right. We are back after our break. We've had some good chat so far. I th- think fear now is the time to talk about your dissertation. Okay. So my dissertation was basically, it asked people, let's see, I'll read you the title. Oh my God, you brought it with you in paper. I did. Read the abstract. I did. The whole thing. I say, how many words is it? The abstract? Two paragraphs. Less than 300. Huh? 
Just under 300 words. Yeah, that's not a lot of words. My brain's in the mail. My dissertation asked, to what extent have women's perceptions of safety, feminism and equality been impacted by the case of Sarah Everard? So it obviously aimed to explore women's perceptions of their own safety following the case, understand current views on feminism, the usefulness of social media in feminist movements, and discover women's perceptions of equality in the United Kingdom, sort of all looking at it in relation to the aftermath of the Sarah Everard case. So I basically used an online survey uh, using a mixed methods approach to collect primary data on this. So I asked women aged between 18 to 34 years old to answer like the questions in my survey. There were 21 questions, 17 were closed questions that gathered quantitative data. So they were like multiple choice questions. And then four of them were... What are you laughing at? That's going right of your head, but carry on. Sorry. Sorry. Four of them four of them were qualitative questions that just gave them a box for them to to write their answer to the question. I knew that. You knew what that meant. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um so yeah, that's basically what the whole thing was. I've got the first question. Okay. Um, why did you choose that specific age bracket? Yeah, that's what interested me. Why not just go for Because any of age statistics, woman? I saw a statistic that was basically that people between well it was sixteen to to thirty five, but obviously for like child safeguarding reasons, they had to be eighteen or over. But it was they were statistically a lot more likely than someone over thirty six to be sexually harassed and things. So that was why, because I was like, well, if they're obviously the main target age, they're the prime ones to ask the questions to. So yeah, that was that was why the age was chosen because of the statistics showing they were the main group that were affected by these kind of things. Very logical. (laughs) And obviously, only women were asked because they're the primary targets of these things. And how do you feel about um, how do you feel after that Sarah Everard incident? I feel how the majority of people in the survey felt. So they were asked things like, has your perceived level of safety since the case like increased, decreased, stayed the same, or... In, I can't remember what the other one was. Oh, yeah, no, it asked um, the degree to which their perceived level of safety has changed. Um, so obviously there was an option that it hasn't changed at all. There was an option that it's they feel more safe now. And there was two options... Either they feel a little less safe or a lot less safe. And obviously the majority was selecting a little or a lot less safe. Not many selected that it hadn't changed. And obviously none felt more safe now. Had any of them been asked, had they been subject to any harassment or anything like that? No. Obviously because it's only a master's degree dissertation... There are like ethical issues and things that I can and can't ask okay. in these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So I probably wouldn't have got ethical approval okay. if I'd have asked them directly their experiences, like personally. So then I asked them, had they modified any of their behavior due to their feelings of perceived safety? And again, the majority had modified one. their behavior to some degree. Have you as an individual? Yeah. Again, a lot of similar answers to what they've done like I share my locations with more friends and family now. That's so worrying after one incident. I have a it? rape alarm. Well, you have a rape alarm. Yeah, on my keys. Yeah. 
That's, oh my that's God. little things you pull. If I Mate, pulled that out, it's, this is mental. And for a guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I get so offended by it. Mm. And I, I, I don't get me wrong. I completely understand <laughs> yeah, the women's yeah. point of view. Show me bottle rope, man. Because I was on a date once. Yeah. And this. This girl quite clearly told the waiter she was on the on the date, Whoa. and the waiter kept on coming up asking if she was okay. Really? And I was like, I felt so awkward, offended, yeah. because I was like, fucking out. But I can understand her point. You don't know though, do you, mate? You don't know. Like, yeah. I was a male. You don't. But know. I always feel yeah. like, but why are you lumping in me with all these fucking yeah. crazy people? Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing is that. You know, obviously when that whole thing was trending of like not all men and men were trying to say, you know, you can't generalise it to us all, we're not all the same. Mm. It's like, well, yeah. How do you know? Sure, but how are we going to know which ones are the ones that are going to rape us and murder us and, and assault us and harass us? Do you know what I mean? But what about guys and getting stabbed? Guy on guy. Oh, yeah, because well, that's that happens major, quite often, right? Yeah, that's, men are the biggest victims yeah, of violent crime. they are. Yeah, 100%. That's a massive issue as well. Yeah. I wonder if I modify my behaviour. But see, this all comes down to men men being the problem. (laughs) Do you you know what I mean? It's still men killing men. Yeah. And it's men harassing women. Obviously, as a general, the majority statement. Yeah. Obviously, women do kill and women do commit these crimes as well. But just to a lesser degree, as far as we're aware. Why do you think men commit these, these crimes? Because I think it goes down to actually the fact of like the objectification of women and the fact that in different cultures, women are literally seen as things for men to use. Mm. Um, And yeah, that they were just in in a way slightly dehumanized um, to some men in some ways. What you were saying earlier about our body types, you know what I mean? We, we are bigger, stronger. Yeah, we, yeah, because we, they can is literally one of the reasons. Like, it sounds awful, but if we want something, you know what I mean? Mm. We've got the means to go and yeah. take it. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. And that is, that is prevalent in some cultures around the world. Gotcha, yeah. Do you think if women um, had men bodies, they'd, uh, there'd be more sexual harassment to the way around? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say so, no. Uh, but I could never speak to that, I don't know. If women could take, but, <laughs> take it and they wanted. I wouldn't have thought. Maybe as a retaliation... I think actually it would probably decrease crime anyway in terms of maybe the sexual assaults and rapes against women mm. because we would be able to fight it off maybe easier if we were actually physically matched to you. But then again, if we were the same physical types, would there be more stabbings and stuff between us because that was, that's what happens with men when you're the same. Like I just said, if you was on a date, would you tell the waiter or waitress? That I would have told my family. Would you tell the waiter or waitress? No, I wouldn't tell the waiter or waitress, no. But I would have told my family the time that I was going, the place I was going, his name. If he'd got any socials that I was talking to him on, I'd have given them the name of his like socials. It's so and, sad. And I'd be sharing my that, location with yeah. them. Was you doing this before the Everard, Everard instant? Sorry, I got your name wrong. Um, to some degree, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is what some women actually said in the response. They were like, well, I've, I haven't modified my behavior any more than I already was. But I was already doing all of these like behavior modification things to yeah. make me feel safer. Protecting themselves already. Do you yeah. remember that case in New Zealand? The girl was called Grace. I forget what her last name is. Where she went on a Tinder date. <laughs> they took her to a hotel room and killed her. Mm. Do, do you remember seeing that i mean i've i've seen lots of cases like that 
Does, um, case, I don't know about the specific one, but seeing cases similar like that, does mm-hmm. that make you? Did that make you more wary about going on Tinder dates? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. If I was going on a date with a stranger, well, I'm not sure. I'd I'm not sure I'd do it. <laughs> have you been on any dates on Tinder? You don't have to answer. Obviously, if you don't. I've want, been on but... one date from Hinge. Yeah, shout Hinge. Yeah, shout Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> um, we as men wouldn't worry, though, would we? If I went on a date, you went on a date, or OJ. We, no, we, would you we, not? No, we no, don't we, worry I wouldn't it. send these lot my location. No. I wouldn't tell the waiter or waitress. Yeah. Although I still would have in the back of my mind, are they like who they say they are? I would probably still want to meet in a public place. Yeah, yeah. Just in case you go around someone's house. Yes. And they're, uh, yeah. yeah. That, and I was you concerned, like, are you being lured into a trap? Because mm. I saw... Is, um, is, someone, is someone, like, saying, oh, come yeah. to this date, come to this location, yeah. then they've got four blokes to do you in and rob your phone? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I saw... Um, and it may have, I don't think he was joking, but Adam Eager on the Norm MacDonald podcast was saying, he was talking to a girl off Tinder, and she was saying, oh, come over to my house, bring money for weed. And he went on Facebook and typed in her, well, they were talking, moved from Tinder onto text messages, and he put the phone number in on Facebook. And apparently, if you do that, it brings up people's profile. And it was a picture of a guy, a guy in a ski mask. Like, Jesus. posing in it to me that it wasn't actually a girl. Yeah. So yeah. that worries yeah, me. Yeah, that, that can still happen um, to anyone, can't but, it? But I'd never worry about um, anything bad happening mm. to me if yeah. it was a, a woman. Yeah. No, Although fair. I'm sure it does happen. But, but why, I want to know why. Why, why is it men are like that? I would love to I know. I would love the answer to that question as well. <laughs> it is some easy well, pick it's, it's Also with like, um, yeah. naivety. Also with uh, men who, who, who are suicidal, mm. take the mother and the children. Whereas a mother would never tend to do that. Yeah, it does mean? It seem to be the blokes. The blokes are always going like, like it's selfish. Like, yeah. 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 Have you ever watched the film Fatal Attraction? No. Have you ever heard the term bunny boiler? No. Have you guys heard? Yeah, bunny boiler. Like, like on uh, a Balls of Steel. <laughs> a yeah, psych- a girl's a bunny boiler. A psychopath woman, yeah? Yeah. Pretty much. So okay. basically, the, the premise of the film is that this guy has an affair with this woman and he wants it to be a one night thing, but it turns into like she's she is crazy in the film. She wants to keep seeing him, he refuses, so she like slits her wrists, and then he has to go over and look after her. And it kind of escalates to the point where he has to move out into the countryside. She okay. finds him and puts the little kid's bunny rabbit in a pot of boiling water. Okay. Now apparently people after seeing that film were less likely to cheat on their wife. <laughs> That's but funny. The term bunny boiler became like a term that was just kind of used in like a jokey way. Right. And that it didn't have the same psychological effect on people that I don't think they were scared that they were going to have a woman try and kill them. They were just scared of getting caught or getting themselves (laughs) into that situation. Yeah. I know that's just a a film, it's fictional, but the effect it had on people would not the same, I Mm -hmm. suppose, that if it was a film about a man stalking a woman. Yeah. If the if the situation was reversed in that film, and you watched it, would you think or would be scared about that rather than just joking? Oh, that guy's a bunny boiler. Um, I think from a film, maybe not so much. Mm. Um, being actually like scared from it that it could happen because you know that films are exaggerated and mm. and played up if it was based on a true story then yeah i might be a bit more scared okay. um if it's a real life experience yeah yeah if it like that actually kind of happened to someone then you would think oh shit like that that stuff does happen but i think women wouldn't be that surprised because we already know 
like the leading killer of of women is their partner or ex-partner so it, it, I don't think it would shock many women or scare many women more than they're already scared, period. Is that, is that a proven statistic? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. They always look for the husband or the boyfriend first. Yeah. Oh, it's more than likely then. That's really important. Do you find yeah, that no, this no, impacts crazy. your relationships ever? Do you ever have that worry in, in your mind? Does it put um, you off relationships? Because it's something we've touched on before about, you know... Yeah. When we talk about longevity in relationships, mm-hmm. OJ's with the opinion like, is it feasible thing anyway? Yeah. But it's never we never think about Yeah. Violence. I think I always have um a level of reserve with trust in terms of I can think I know someone really, really well. Mm. But I would never say, No, I don't think they could do that. You know, what? if they were yeah. Really? Yeah. Like if it was a guy and a girl said like he did this if i really knew him i'd be like i don't i don't feel like he would but i also wouldn't tell her absolutely not like he never did that you never know what because i would think we are like dogs because i would think well i couldn't say that because there's been there's always cases of people that think they could never do it they think their son could never do that they think their partner could never do that and they do Mm. so that's mad I would always have a level of reservation when I thought. Do you, ever, do you think you'll ever date again? <laughs> um, I. You're gonna find it really hard, aren't you? Let me ask you this: Do you find the difficult. research that you found here is is impacted making it difficult? Yeah, it's impacted me in like daily life. Just literally, like level of trust. Do you wish sometimes men. you'd not done that research? no i like the knowledge on it it's scary sometimes like Mm. my last dissertation for my undergrad was on rape and rape myths and some of that like that's hard stuff to like be researching and writing like nine thousand words on um Mm. and it is it is hard topics and they're not easy to to know all of these things but i think it's important to sometimes knowledge Um, knowledge is power at the end of the day so what did you hope to find at the beginning? Like, what, what did you think was good? Because every time I did an essay, I would, like, well, you try and word it a certain way. So yeah. you would try and, like, I guess there's probably a term for that, but... Mm. I mean, I obviously imagined happen? that people would um, have been quite impacted by it because it was quite a, a massive movement mm. that happened because of that. And obviously it was a it was a worldwide known case. Like it was, it got massive coverage. So I was expecting people to report having been impacted quite a lot by it and feeling less safe and and modifying their behaviour. I wasn't sure about institutional sexism in the police. I wasn't sure whether people would really know too much about that. Mm. And like there were questions on equality asked in that, whether they think the UK has reached equality. And it was actually more of like a mixed bag than I expected. On the ideas about equality and institution, nor racism. Well, yeah, the institutional sexism. um, Sorry, yeah, sexism. That's fine. Um, It was obviously that was the 75% of people agreed that it it does exist in the police. So I wasn't sure how that would be received, but Mm -hmm. obviously it was like a a lot of people agreed with it. But yeah, the the question on whether the UK has reached equality (coughs) was like more evenly distributed than the rest of the questions because mm-hmm. a lot of people had like the views that I have on things whereas in that one there was just a bit more 
diversity with the answers really but yeah and then it, they were also asked whether they think the the UK could reach a state of equality and there was actually quite a lot of people that that thought that it would at some point so it shows that I mean still the most people thought that the UK hadn't reached equality mm-hmm. but there was just less of a difference in the percentages but yeah a lot of people thought that it, it would reach equality at some point so um, people so were that's hopeful. fairly optimistic yeah it's yeah. interesting that people were optimistic about some things, despite the fact that they were scared, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, about literally. So um, yeah, I was still quite surprised about that, really, that they thought. So what was your general conclusion then? Like, Let's see. Let's see where I got to. Let me... Blank page there. Cheating. There's loads of words in that bit. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was my word count booster. <laughs> Oh, it obviously asked as well about <coughs> people's understanding of feminism. Mm-hmm. So it asked whether they identified as feminists, how they understood feminism, whether they think it has negative connotations in society. And then if they said yes to that, why they think it has negative connotations. So it asked all about that. Why don't you ask Lewis? I was just going to tell you what, what, well? yeah. what feminism is. What's George's idea of feminism? Okay, well, first, would, like, would you say you're feminists? No, it's not female. <laughs> Um, I would. You, uh, no. You can go. That's just a question. Um, would I say oh. as a feminist? It, it depends how strong the views are. And, and I, think, I don't know mm-hmm. how strong they are. What I found in sociology and criminology is that when I saw that there's a difference between first wave feminists and now I think we're on third wave yeah. feminism, I don't always agree with the, the more recent feminism. Mm. Can we define feminism, please? What, what, what would you call it? Yeah, well, let's, let's define it, try and define it first. Okay. And let's okay, see what the yeah. definition is. Okay. Can you can find my definitions out. You've, you've become the <laughs> no, host now fine. for the next, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> however long I'm this takes. Surely it would just be simple as uh, equality for men and women. That's a B-Tech answer, mate. Yeah. Oh, that's shit. I'm I'll just go for the simple one. I'm with OJ. It's down to you, George. For me, um, (laughs) it's equality of opportunity. I think that men and women should be allowed the same opportunity. Yeah. But I don't don't believe in this. Is it equality of outcome? Like, I don't believe that things should be 50-50 men and women. Yeah. I think that people should be, uh, have the opportunities to do it, and then they should achieve it based on their merit. Yeah. Which is why I feel more in line with first wave feminism when they wanted to just be able to have equal pay. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen, or the statistics that I've seen, yeah. is that women tend to nowadays in high paying jobs, and you might just, you might have something to to the contrary to this. Okay, but that they outperform men very often if they don't get married the women who are unmarried will wipe the floor with blokes usually. Mm. Their drive for th- is is better. Uh, you see it a lot with female lawyers in America, these statistics. Other okay. female lawyers who choose not to have a family. Yeah. <coughs> so much better than the men. Yeah. But then now we're going to get into the realms of, like, I guess what third wave feminism might be getting into is that, is that sexist that women should have to choose between a family and a career? Yeah, I think that's a problem because, like, women's careers do and can take a massive hit mm. when they or if they choose to start a family. Um, yeah, and and it is an issue, but it's also I don't know. It's like slightly inevitable because they they have to take so much time off because obviously 
going through childbirth and carrying a baby is like a massive ordeal for our bodies anyway. Mm. So it takes a lot of time to recover. Um, and it's the and old then thing, men being the breadwinner. You know what I mean? That's what it used but to be. I'll yeah, be, be a stay-at-home husband. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it was, though, isn't it? All the time. The man, yeah, yeah. man's got to go out there exactly. and money. But nowadays, yeah. it shouldn't mm. be that way. Yeah. So, no, it's, it is a, a difficult one because you can't really avoid women having to stay home for at least a couple of months mm. um, after giving birth. Obviously, to care for the child for one, but also... To, to rest and recover themselves after what their body's been through, which is just horrendous. I'm not excited for that. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just difficult because their careers do normally take quite a hit. And actually, some of the issues you've had, the, obviously the Equality Act protects people from being able to ask whether women are thinking of starting a family mm. or whether they have intentions to get pregnant and start a family or whatever on like job interviews and things. But there are ways around it and there are subtle ways that that people can find out whether someone's looking to start a family without directly asking in the interview so are you planning to start a family anytime soon because obviously mm. if they if they don't hire them for that reason that's discrimination so you you get the issue sometimes that businesses can be more reluctant to hire women who are maybe in the childbearing age yes because of the likeliness of them starting a family and having to take time off work and having to still get pay. maternity pay and all of this stuff and, and leave the work. So that can be an issue with... Do you think it's fair, the, the men's paternity leave compared to the women's? No, no. I think men should get more than they do. Isn't it like a month or something that you I get? Don't, I don't, well, I didn't get any some stuff. Oh, okay. But however, I don't know how much a man's yeah. is. Yeah. It's month, not, month? I, I think it's about a month. Yeah, it's I not it's very long. So no, I think they should definitely get more because again, that's just that can have they need to spend time with that child to bond. make a, a bond with that. They can have massive, massive outcomes. That can God, yeah, yeah. Like, it can really fuck you know, fucking not fuck your life up. <laughs> it can, yeah, your your bonds. If it's not there, then yeah. it's, it's tough. It, it's it, like really important times when a when yeah. a baby is obviously in its first few months. Men struggle um, with it as well. Big time. Yeah, and and it's always seen as you know men just go back to work and women have that primary caregiving role and therefore their bond's the most important one whereas it's not it's like equal isn't it you need both of your parents Great. and and men should definitely get more time off than than they do get um so yeah i agree do you think the reason they don't is because the majority of men aren't bothered because there's not i don't I, see massive i'm not sure about the majority it. but i think definitely some i mean you have absent fathers and you have them like quite a lot. It's a common topic on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely some dads that aren't aren't bothered about mm. being with that kid. You know, especially if they're maybe not with the mum. There's maybe less of an inclination to to create that bond and to be fully involved in that person's in that child's life. I think it can yeah. be harder if they're not with the mum as well to see them on a regular, regular basis, basis and see them enough to create that bond. The um, reason I yeah. ask is because Lewis received okay. a piece of advice the other day about having your kid all day and this gentleman said, wait till they're out of nappies. And now, yes, he's probably saying it as like a joke, but from his perspective, it's like, wait till they've stopped shitting their pants and then have them the whole day so you don't have to deal with <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. And although it's just a joke, it probably comes from a place yeah. of... Obviously, he was an it's like gentleman. truth, isn't it, really? Yeah. But so that's what going back way to earlier in the podcast when 
you're talking about the jokes that lads make and stuff that that are purely just jokes and they don't believe it everything comes from an element of truth do you know what i mean yeah and i'm quite a believer in you know like when you're drunk what you say as like as much of a lot of it can literally just be your chance shit some of it is definitely coming from a a place that you wouldn't say if you were sober 100%. and it's like mm. you drunk, do like a drunken mind speaks a sober heart this is i i <laughs> do quite agree with that to be honest and i think people do I say, people, say stuff that they wouldn't when they're sober but they actually do mean it when i've been out drinking like people are like oh, yeah, i was so fucking drunk last night i can't remember this that and the other I'm like, i've never really been like that like, no girls are like oh I'm fucking blackout drunk as well like, i've never been like that and it's no, derailing it slightly like that but that, it, i always say to them well uh, what stops you getting with your dad then? Or if uh, you're pissed, what stops uh, you getting with your mum? What, try, what stops you trying to get with your sister? Or, yeah. okay. no, no, it's the same thing because you have that in your mindset. If you're drunk, you would never do that. No. So yeah. why would you do it? Because basically, yeah. um, people who talk about um, being sober. too drunk and don't know what they're doing in rape mm. cases, for example. But it's like you, you wouldn't you wouldn't try and get with your mum. So yeah. clearly, you know what you're doing to some degree, right? Yeah, I, I, I think that the idea of the a drunken mind speaks a sober heart thing. I don't think that it's necessarily truth that you're saying. I think it's just a thought that flies around in your head, and then you're you don't yeah. have the uh, social anxiety anymore. Yeah, that was an anti-anxiety drug. That you yeah. don't feel. You don't think uh, I shouldn't do that. Yeah, and so it comes out. Normally, in terms of like when you're talking to a girl, or if mm. you want to try and have sex with somebody, Dutch courage. Dutch courage. Same but thing. I yeah. don't think it's necessarily. I don't always think it's because that's what you wanted to do deep down. I think yeah. it's just because you don't think of the consequences of yeah. doing it. I get that as an argument as well. I I do think it's a bit of both. I think some things are said from a place of truth, mm. and that alcohol does, like you say, give people some Dutch courage Let you guard, to though. say things that they wouldn't when they're sober, but. They would want to maybe when sober, but again, like social norms and stuff yeah. or social anxieties dictate that they can't. I do agree with what you said, them. though, about the jokes come from a place of truth. Yeah. And uh, I remember, I forget who it's, I think it's probably on a TV show, that all great stories are rooted in truth. Mm. And so I think sometimes, like, I suppose that to analogise it, there was a word earlier that you wouldn't say that we, we said, mm. and it wasn't the N word for the <laughs> listeners, it was a different one. I suppose because your truth is that you just wouldn't use that word because you don't believe in it. Yeah. Whereas I suppose our truth is that we don't think it's a problematic word. Yeah. And so to extrapolate that out, I suppose that if you make a sexist joke, there's probably a little bit of part, there's probably a part Mm -hmm. of you that perhaps leans more to like, oh, well, would it be so bad if women weren't in the workplace? Yeah. As an example, I'm not saying that's what I <laughs> No, do. I know what you mean. I work mostly yeah. with women. You do, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I do think, I, I think as much as people might not actually believe it as their main stance, like, jokes have to come from somewhere mm. and something. So I think even if that's not, like, the main thing you believe, for you to be saying it, there must be some element of slight truth or slight belief in it mm. would you to be saying it i don't you, know would you want to be a stay-at-home wife beer ever no why i would be bored i would be very very bored i think would right. you, would you but, be but, bored but, if you kids so. no yeah right because my uh, basically i worked with a woman who um was having a child mm. and she was like 
I'm going to do this, that and that. My child's not going to do this, that and that. I'm going to come back to work, focus, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And my mum said, wait until she gives birth because her opinion will change. Mm. And, it, and I'm a believer in that. I think women are strong in their stance. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they are giving birth to this child yeah. and it's innate within them yeah. that they feelings change when they have yeah, a child. Yeah. Right. Definitely. So I think even though people are like, like you're saying now, I'm not saying it will happen. No, yeah, I know. But mm. you have the stance that I'll be bored, I'll be that. Yeah. But until you, and like you were saying about hypothetical questions, until you have that child yeah. and that mothering instinct takes over, you, you might not think you would be bored. The, for the first four years, you wouldn't be bored. Because, I mean, kids are a lot of work. I obviously work in a nursery now, like, they're full on all day, every day. Um, but by, when they start going to school, that's when you get bored. So it's like a stay-at-home mum until what point? Until they go to school or you, literally, yeah, like, yeah. my entire life, their entire life? But or... then would you, you could do part-time work. Yeah. And I'm a big proponent, by the way, in women or, I guess, dads as well. Yeah. And this is where also the careers, it hurts your career as well. Yeah, It's if you demanded part-time work. Because I think yeah. that's one of the most important things is I don't believe in latch door kids, right? Where they come home to no one. Yeah, they look yeah. after themselves. No. My mum was part-time. So every time I finished school, she was there to pick me up mm-hmm. or I could talk to her as soon as I got home. Yeah. Part I think that's very important yeah. for yeah. a ch- child. I guess also in some ways that also damages careers as yeah. well. And I think even when uh, parents have, well, mums have had a child and they've obviously had what I think is like about nine months after that they get off to a year or so. Mm. That's like the average maternity leave. Um, but if any mum wants to choose to go back to work a bit earlier that's slightly seen as taboo if they go back to work too early mm. and leave the child at too much of a young age. But, you know, the dad's already back to work. You know, he's allowed to carry on with his career mm-hmm. and nobody's judging him that he's back at work. Mm-hmm. But when the mum wants to go back and also carry on with her career, it's seen as like, oh, is she leaving the baby too early? She's prioritising her career over the baby. And also then they, they feel so bad. Like a lot of parents yeah, can guilt. have a, a massive like guilt and like arguments kind of internally with themselves as to whether they should go back to work, at what point they should go back to work, whether they should stay at home with the child and what they should do. Because you've got, if you don't go back to work, what example are you setting? Mm. But if you do, then you leave your child alone or in nurseries and daycare and then you feel bad and what if they don't like it? And, <coughs> and also, is there a certain point where you've got to think about the practicalities of it, right? Mm. So say you're, you have a husband and you have a child... And you believe that that someone should be always with this child or, mm. you know, when you have that, you said you're having that internal conflict within yourself, like yeah. going back to work too early. Yeah. Is there some practicality in it that if the guy is earning more money, is maybe a little bit further in their career. Yeah. Then a woman should take, take, the, hit, take the hit. And vice versa with a guy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. If, 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 if a woman's got more yeah. of a career, then the guy should just take the hit. Yeah. I think in that it's... it's- massively just up to that family isn't it and and their circumstances and what works best for them but yeah there is some logic behind the fact that whoever is the breadwinner in the family would maybe carry on working and the person who's doing less would go to part-time or and full-time caregiver regardless of like gender but 
I don't know. And then, in that case, also, just on that, do you think women are more attracted to men who are breadwinners? No, I don't think it would make too much difference. Obviously, there's some women who are attracted to because, money. Not just, but, not just, but not just making loads of money, because you hear a lot of women say, I don't want a guy who's a bum. I want a guy yeah. who is career-focused. Yeah has a briefcase yeah. has this type of job so but there's a difference off. between not wanting a bum and wanting a breadwinner do you know what I mean not think they're interrelated though and there's, there's no. a... I mean statistically women will marry up the social hierarchy or across very rarely marry down mm. whereas guys will always almost marry down or across okay very rarely do they get to marry upwards yeah there's a statistic I saw the other day that on Tinder, if you say that you have a bachelor's degree, which is, this is American, obviously, mm. you're 90% more likely to get a swipe really? than you if you don't have one. Okay. Whereas guys aren't that first. So yeah. do you think that naturally that just creates this dynamic? This is what I was trying to say. Yeah, where the men always tend to be the breadwinner. Yeah. Because the women have chosen a partner it's more likely to be that's so. what i was trying mm. to get my, my point across but i think as well with that i mean obviously historically women had to rely on men anyway because they weren't allowed in the workplace but even being allowed into it the progression for men through the workplace normally is a lot higher and quicker than it is for women um so i think naturally due to equal pay and, and gender disparities you you have that issue anyway that women in the workplace are paid less than men for the same job in some instances and that men just have more opportunities mm. in a lot of workplaces than women do to be able to earn more money. In this so country, it, though, I don't know. the gender pay gap comes from the amount of hours that worked mm. rather than the actual position. Because it's illegal to pay a woman less than yeah. a man for the same yes. job. But as I said earlier, like the women that don't have the family will progress yeah. further. Would you say that the biggest impact on equality is the fact that women have to make more sacrifices than men? Yeah, I think that's some yeah. Because we, if we got a woman pregnant, yeah, we don't have to grow the kid. I know you said earlier no. it takes two to make, and a you baby. don't have to stick around either. No. You're not like kind of burdened with not that burden as such. Do you know what I mean? But you if you look go. at it that way, yeah, because you can just... do a runner if you see it as a burden. Whereas oh, I'm a brown example of this because <laughs> oh, the the the, the idea <laughs> that not, yeah, it takes not, two to no. tango. It's like yeah, but yeah. our tango lasts two minutes. Yeah, literally. If yeah, we're lucky, maybe even less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the woman, yeah. Could give it, the woman could give the kid it for adoption, though. Yeah, but that, I don't think that yeah. happens that often. Uh, yeah we have options we have abortion and mm -hmm. adoption and stuff like that but it, they're a lot harder you know a decision to to have an abortion is a is a massive thing and the process of having an abortion is extremely painful and and awful anyway and you know giving your child up for adoption once you've had it like you say even when a child when a woman thinks that when she has a child she'll be able to go back to work and then she has mm -hmm. it and it changes um, you know, once you've you've given birth to a a little baby and that's been inside mm. you for nine months and and then trying to give it up for adoption, you know, that's also a very traumatic thing to go through. Whereas a man just being able to leave if he doesn't want to be a dad 
is a lot easier than a mum being able to choose that she doesn't want to be a mum. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And women, from my point of view, start making the sacrifice from a very young age mm. because girls tend to go on birth control at a young age. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, I mean, I don't know what your experience is with it, um, but girls say, oh, I went on the pill because of my spots. Yeah. This is a common thing I hear. Yeah, yeah. But the, mo- the, the main driving force between forgiving it to girls is to stop them having a child. Yeah. For a guy, obviously, we could put a condom on. Yeah. Well, I don't know saying that, George, because a lot of girls go on the pill very young. Yeah, that's, that's before, before they are active, if you I will. know, but it's like that prevention, isn't it? Rather than a cure. Well, it's a spot thing on anything, mate, <laughs> well, to that, start that, with. That's what they say. But spots they, or periods, they say, but... But it really also, is, it's just you stop never you know. Not the pill yeah. to a younger girl straight away. And yeah. also the pill, like, pills are... Dangerous. Very dangerous and have some extreme side effects for women. So to be putting them on them that young, even for spots and stuff, like surely there's other and better ways to control periods and to control like teenage acne than being on the pill, which is really damaging. That's exactly what I mean about the sacrifices, that girls make the sacrifice as young as possible. Yeah. (sighs) Part of me, and maybe this is the conservative me in Mm. in talking, so okay, I... Listened to a woman called Louise Perry. I think I spoke to you about this. Before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have. You said about the, that the sexual revolution failed women because, the, but they have to carry all the burden now if they want to do this. And yeah. it's difficult because part of me thinks that, and maybe I look back with rose tinted glasses, is that the idea of that a man goes to work and the woman raises the kids is good for the family unit. It might be poor for the individual. Mm. But now that, like, I mean, uh, I, I speak to women, and they tend to be of the older generation, who say, well, all it meant was that I had to go to work. I didn't want to go to work. Yeah. But I had to, because whereas before a single salary could provide for a whole household, yeah. now two salaries barely provide for a household. Yeah. I mean, our generation, our buying power, is even though we earn more money, is our buying power is greatly diminished. Yeah, yeah. To, to the yeah. boomers. But isn't that more an economic thing right. than it is a like a gender thing though? The fact that now it's two two incomes that is necessary to maintain a household rather than one. Well, no, surely that's more to do with the economy. Not, not anymore, is it? Some women aren't babies because they're never getting fucking benefits. <laughs> well, yeah, but, that, I mean, that is a, that is a difference. So I suppose in that sense, it's not, yeah. not about the man's income anymore. They're like, well, we'll be okay. I mean, there are people who say about the welfare state, for example, in America, uh, when they started introducing welfare, that that yeah. was detrimental to black families especially because they tended to be lower yeah, down lower the economic income scale. It was more economically viable to not have a man at home mm-hmm. and they would send government agents around to check if there was a man in the house. And when you look at the statistics, obviously black families in America have a high proportion of single parent families yeah now i'm coming from a single parent family urge comes from a single parent family yeah, i do as and well. you do mm-hmm. so i mean there you go three out of four people <laughs> yeah. single parent families yeah unlucky <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's sitting on his high horse over yeah. there because he got to see his dad but <laughs> <laughs> no that's just a joke we, we do get to see our dads but um mm-hmm. Statistically, people from single parent families do worse off than people from a nuclear family. Yeah. Now, you have gone on to uni and you've got a master's degree. OJ mm-hmm. also went to uni and he does a job that 
we, we and Lewis aren't quite sure what he does, but he, he works in an office anyway. Okay. No, he works in his bedroom on the computer. Oh, yeah, you work at home, Tosser, aren't you? Some of us have to go out and graph for a living. Um, and then there's me, but my mistakes on my own. But do you think, and maybe this is a bit deep, you don't have to talk about it, okay. know, so we can cut it out. But yep. do you find that being a single part of a single parent family impacted you in any way and did do you think it added hurdles or do you think that there was no effect it's hard because i don't have anything to compare it to Uh, in terms of how my life would have been had my parents stayed together do you know what i mean i don't know i think if if they were unhappy enough to get divorced then if they'd have stayed together it wouldn't have been a happy environment that I'd have been raised in. So I was probably better off with them being separated and it probably being a, a lot happier for me just with my mum. Mm. And obviously you're still going to have issues between divorced parents. Like, of course, there's still issues there. But I'd imagine it would have probably been more unhappy had they stayed together and been unhappy in the relationship. Because I've also had friends whose parents have stayed together for the sake of the children. Huge toxic environment. And it's and it's worse for them. I'm yeah. I mean, I was one or two when my parents got divorced, so I've known nothing else but just kind oh, of okay. like living with my mum. Do they get on now? When yeah. If they see each other. Yeah, they've got on most of the time. Obviously you're gonna have issues at, at different points with different things, but generally they've got on really well being separated. Good for them and good for the children. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that would have been a lot healthier. Well, that has been a lot healthier for me than the friends that I know whose parents have stayed together in an unhappy marriage, thinking that it will keep the children happier. Whereas actually they're well aware of all the issues that are going on and how unhappy yeah. it is. And it just breeds a more unhappy environment. <laughs> but, but has it impacted the way you see relationships? Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> yeah. I think this yeah. is a typical thing of single parent families. Yeah that they are more reluctant to enter long-term uh, yeah. relationships. Can you, Fair, see, can you see things earlier as well? Like things that are going wrong? Mm-hmm. No. What, what I'm prime example is you, right? You always have to be yes. or want to be in a relationship. You are pining for a partner all the time. If, you, mm. if one ends, you think, I need to be in another one. I just like the company, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Whereas exactly me, that's what you're used to seeing. You've seen it, yeah. yeah. Whereas I think we're all probably quite all right being by ourselves and know how to be exactly. single and quite comfortable and my, with that my sister's like that <laughs> as well because it's what we've seen <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So my sister's yeah. are rarely in long term relationships right yeah. so one of my sister's uh, has never been in a relationship mm-hmm. the other one has only just how gotten- old are they can I ask in their 30s. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so the other one has only just, she's had like a couple of long-term relationships, yeah. but she went for like years mm. without being a long-term relationship. Yeah. And I, we always speak about it sometimes, and I yeah. always feel it's because some ways, you because you've grew up in a single parent yeah. family, that I guess maybe you can see mm. that you're fine on your own. Yeah. That you don't need yeah. to have a partner. Mm. Yeah. I've always found sometimes you think, well, it's never to be going to end and you're going to get someone else eventually I think the exact same thing it's, <laughs> yeah it's, 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 it's like the end is inevitable do you know what I mean like everything ends whether it's life mm. by you dying or yeah. relationships like everything ends doesn't it <laughs> this is exactly what I said on the podcast a few weeks ago yeah, wasn't it this is, I was like is yeah. there any such thing as a long term relationship yeah I get what I mean do you think mm. that one of the problems with the decline of religiosity mm. is to play for this is what sorry I didn't hear the last so uh, my point of view is that people don't treat 
marriage with the same sanctity as they used to. Yeah. And so getting divorced, getting married is become, instead of it being a, and I know mm-hmm. you have your reasons for not wanting to get married, Liz, which we can, we can talk about in a second, but mm. marriage for a lot of people now yeah. has become, I want a big wedding. Yes. And that's it. And then they get married. <laughs> That's literally what I say all the time. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. I have literally said, I'll marry myself. Like, I don't care. I just want a big wedding. Right. That's really awful. Um, That's just literally me. And to keep it short, that is my thought on it. It's just an expensive label. Okay, so Lewis is of the opinion it's an expensive okay. label, right? Yeah. It is, isn't it? An yeah. big expensive wedding. There's no, if you love mm. someone, you don't need to do that. Okay, whereas I'm of the opinion of that, like, marriage is a... It doesn't make you love them anymore. It's a, it's a commitment. It's a statement. Yeah. So, it does actually give you extra benefits that a standard relationship wouldn't. Yes, it does. You yeah. get a married man allowance on your tax return. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, In terms of like medical being next to kin and yeah, all of yeah. that stuff. But I still anyway. put my fucking dad down for that. <laughs> so, uh, so my point is that yes. um, people get married for the wrong reasons mm. and then people get divorced quite quickly. The last time I checked the statistics, one in three marriages ended in divorce. Yeah. Now, I was speaking to my grandma the other day, and who, uh, her and my granddad's relationships, I always thought was quite tumultuous. Like they seemed to bicker a lot, or yeah. some. I used to think, oh, do they actually like love each other? Yeah. And they didn't display affection. Mm-hmm. When we were there, like, you didn't see them walking, holding hands, and they never yeah. never saw them hug or kiss each other. Yeah. But now that my granddad has died, my grandma is, misses him tremendously. Mm. And so it's got to the point now where we've had conversations about what the relationship was like. Because yeah. it's just something you don't really talk about with your grandma and granddad no. when you go over. Yeah, no. So you're getting indoctrinated in politics instead. So... And she was saying that, like, marriage for her is, like, it's something you've got to work at constantly. It's mm-hmm. not like you get married and then that's it. No. Every, it comes with its struggles and its trials and its tribulations. Yeah. But at the end of the day, your best friends who work collaboratively to have a household and raise a kid. Yeah. And that... You know, you're not all. You're not necessarily gonna want to spend all your time with each other, mm. but you become a unit, and the marriage is like a promise, yeah, and a display of that love, and it carries forward. And I thought, well, yeah, I suppose that's what it should be like. Mm. But nowadays, you know, it's I personally don't feel that that is the case. And I yeah. suppose, like you just said, like you just want the big wedding. Lewis doesn't want to even get married. He thinks it's an expensive label. It's just a fashion. Oh, yeah. he thinks that you can't. That there is no longevity in relationships anymore, yeah. and that maybe God, we're all well pessimistic, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My God. <laughs> and I, I'm kind of in between. Where I'm like, I, what I'm looking for is that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think you managed to have that though. So if you feel like you're part of a unit and a team, yeah. you don't need to have a, a, a wedding ring on your finger for that to happen. Does your, does your relationship change after you get married? Married, sorry. None yeah. of us would know, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? Um, it doesn't, the, does the bond grow stronger? Do you think it entitles you to be more committed? No. Yeah, I, it is definitely an extra level of commitment because divorce is fucking expensive. True, mm. so like, true. That's, it's not... An easy or quick process, actually, really, to go through. Yeah. It is a lengthy process. It's an expensive process. As much as yeah. it is 
easier now than it has been historically to get a divorce. My mum and I went together a lot. It's not years easy. Before got married. But does it speak to relationships that uh, you should have the stick there as punishment that divorce is tough to stick within a marriage and with someone? Because I know somebody, I think you don't know too, who won't leave yeah. because it's too expensive. Yeah. And you just think... <laughs> oh, that's what he says. Yeah, that's what he says. But it's kind of like, yeah, but surely there is like more to life than, than, yeah. than that. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the thing is that people now are, I don't know, prioritising their own happiness. Mm. And so if they're... And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that people do give up on marriages very easily. I would say that people do work at things and they do try to fix things and issues arise and they constantly, and they're trying to fight them. But at the end of the day, if these issues aren't going away after you've tried to work through them, mm. it's not going to work. And you can try and make it and you can stay unhappy for another two years shouldn't while you try issues, and work on it more. But... Shouldn't all these issues be ironed out before you get married? Yeah. You can't. Well, you can't foresee issues. Uh, how long? If it... there is pre-existing issues, yeah. then yeah, it's probably best to try and at least iron them out before marriage. Um, but yeah, obviously, marriage might come with its own separate new issues that arise. But and, and situations change. People change mm. over a whole lifetime. Yeah. On right? the first, just if you're happy, you're happy, mate. Don't need the marriage bit. Do you know what I read the other day on Reddit? Of course, that's where, <laughs> that's where you get a lot of information yeah. from. This guy was saying that he'd been married for 10 years, loved his wife, mm. and then when lockdown came and he was at home all the time, yeah. he felt unhappy in his relationship. Yeah. And then when he started going back to work, met this woman, and they he ended up having an affair and leaving his wife. Right? <laughs> he said, but what, what he realised was yeah. after a while, it wasn't his wife he was unhappy with. It was... The fact that he was at home and being locked down is what was making yeah. him down. Yeah. I, I know in the past where I've mistaken being unhappy myself with being mm. unhappy in gotcha. a relationship. Yeah, and I think in today's day, and it, I don't know because I wasn't around back then, but I think to, nowadays it's perhaps too easy to move on. Mm. I suppose I want to ask you about, because I think this relates to what we were just talking about as well as your research. Mm. How much do you think that social media has impacted all of this? I think social media can be really damaging in a lot of ways. And I think especially for relationships has caused a lot of problems for people um, trying to maintain a relationship, either in terms of not cheating, but it's so easy to meet people and to see other people that are really, really attractive. Or in terms of like getting jealous of the fact that they they have the ability to see these people that are extremely attractive. Right, that's a um, good one. And mm. feeling maybe insecure in yourself that they're getting to see these people that ordinarily day to day you wouldn't point. see. I didn't think of that. You wouldn't because it's not likely that you're going to see models every day. Mm. But on Instagram, you can. And I think that makes a lot of people, boys and girls, insecure because girls can see these guys who are models still with these big buff bodies that that most guys want and that's pushed on guys and that's, that's what they should have as well because obviously body image is still an issue for men too. That's what we're working on, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We've um, tacked on the mask, we just need to shape it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think 
they're two big problems that can come from social media in relationships. Do you have um, Facebook? I do have Facebook, do you yes. Do have Instagram? Yep. Do you have Twitter? Yep. Do you, <laughs> Snapchat. Do you get rid of Snapchat. them all? Yeah. Do you have Reddit? No. Do you ever consider about deleting Facebook? Yeah, I don't really use Facebook. So why, I don't don't, know. why don't you? I don't know. <laughs> Instagram? Uh, I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't delete Instagram, no. Why what? is that? Yeah, why? I don't know. You no, just, come on. I mean, behind it. For me, it's like a way to kind of keep up to date with either like friends or people that have been friends that you maybe don't see or talk to day to day. So but how often do you, you post on Instagram? Doing. So it's Facebook and Twitter. Maybe every couple of months. Okay. Depending on what I'm doing. <laughs> what, why three apps when you can just do it at one? What one? Signal. <laughs> Are you promoting that to me right now? Yeah. This is a new app that you made. So I, as you probably know, I deleted all my social media. Yeah. I got rid of, sorry, I just fucked that up. I deleted Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I did delete Snapchat, although I'm back on Snapchat. But yeah. I just have a select few people on there. I don't yeah. post stories. Yeah. Um, the reason I never deleted it in the first place was because I had the fear of missing out. And uh, the same yeah. things you were saying, like, I mm. get to see what these people do. Yeah. And talk to these people. Yeah. And then when I decided to write, you know what, I'm just going to delete all of it. I didn't give a toss about yeah. any of those people because the people no. I still wanted to talk to, I talked to. Yeah, that's very true. On Signal. Signal <laughs> is just a messaging app. It's just like WhatsApp, but it's got better security oh, okay. and stuff like that. It's, yeah. not, it's not owned by Facebook either. Yeah, it's going yeah. to go through Mark Zuckerberg's bedwear switchboarding in nice. California. Okay, gosh. So... Yeah. And I found it much better mm. because you're not seeing, uh, you know, I used to follow like Dan Bilzerian, for example, mm. of course, because I'm a typical male. Yeah. You know, you see, oh, fucking hell, Dan Bilzerian's on a boat with like 40 prostitutes. <laughs> Wish I was on a boat with 40 prostitutes. Yeah. Or you would yeah. be seeing your friends and thinking, oh, why aren't I doing that? Yeah. They're not even your friends, most of these people. Yeah. They're just people that you know. I actually have, it was, I think it was in lockdown. I didn't delete any of my accounts, but I logged out of all of them off my phone and deleted the apps off my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, See, that's the first step. If yeah. you can do that, you can I get rid of it. I lasted for that for a while. Because sometimes you do just need a break from it because everyone, as they say, is so fake on social media. Exactly. It mm. is extremely fake. Yes. Everyone's just putting their best foot forward, which I get. You, but nobody's showing the real stuff of when you when you don't feel confident or when you're actually suffering with some mental health exactly. issues at that time. It's a curation of your yeah. life. Mm. It's like it's, a museum of best yeah. bits. Yeah. yeah. And and people maybe put forward what they want to be, what they want people to see them as. Mm. But it's not always reality. So I think it can it is very harmful. Uh, and um, you say you post every, ways. every month or whatever. Yeah. How much time and effort do you take in taking the right photo? Yeah, it takes time. <laughs> and so it takes is this, time and there's lots so of using, photos taken. <laughs> so you're using Instagram as a... Uh, and you can be completely honest about this because mm. I think a lot of people as uh, an ego... Not an ego. It's, yeah, it's hard no, to it's, say an ego no, boost, so but true, self, self-gratification yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to prove that yeah. maybe... Do, do you care about followers? Do you care about how many likes you get? Like, Would you be disheartened if your photo only got 10 likes? I, ha- I definitely have in the past, yeah, 100%. Um, not as much now. Do you think that's toxic? Yeah, God, yeah, absolutely. Did you, do you think but it's it the would same, free like, up, free I'm up your... I'm fake on social media, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to post a picture of me when I'm crying yeah. because nobody wants to see that and I don't want to put that out to people. 
so everybody's fake on social media. Everybody portrays themselves in the way that they want other people to see them. And would you use in- Instagram as a way to find potential partners? Have you ever slid into anyone's DMs? No, I don't think so. Has anyone slid into yours? Probably all yeah. the time. Do you ever, anything ever come of it? Not really. Well, sometimes. Would you maybe. think that that's a, not the best way to go about it? This is my, this is my point I was going to say. Yeah, if, you're, really. if you're curating yeah. your life on this <laughs> yeah. and you're spending so much time, yeah. effort on the posts and yeah. stuff like that, well, this do is you like... think you're going to be attracting the right type of guys mm. when really you might be completely a completely different yeah. person? Like you've come on here today yeah. and spoke openly and honestly and quite articulate about some yeah. really interesting points. But... I, how you portray yourself on social mm. media do you think they you're attracting the same those type of people who would be share and like to interested in that sort of stuff um probably not no um but i obviously do still post stories that that share my views mm-hmm. um on things so i do use social media which is what um i obviously talk about and ask people about in my dissertation mm-hmm. um is whether they use social media uh, social media to get involved in any of the protests or movements around the Sarah Everard case and kind of just feminism in general, because I do use Instagram as that platform as well to share some things when, when things are going on. So I do portray some of that stuff, Mm -hmm. but obviously not as heavily as I actually like believe in some of them things. And I don't put all of my views across on Instagram and things. And do you have guys replying to those? Or do they just reply, fire emoji? I've had like maybe two guys reply to them, like How stories. How depressing is that though, right? Being like, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you think or they had an alternative them, motive? I do, do yeah, that's the that problem. You just, you're just pandering. Slightly, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think I would love to think that you genuinely agree with what's being said here. And that you also feel passionately about it. But you do have that in the back of your mind. That's like, are you just saying this? Because you know, mm-hmm. that's obviously how I feel. So that's if you're, if I'm going to entertain you, that's also how you need to feel. Mm-hmm. You see all the time on Reddit, like someone will pull yeah. their heart out about something and they'll say, yeah. oh, I 23F, which means 23 female. Mm-hmm. And so in the comments will be like, oh, if you ever need to talk to anybody, that's really, <laughs> yeah. that's really horrible. Like, yeah. DM me. <laughs> Part of the reason that I enjoy Reddit is because I can engage in what I want to engage in mm-hmm. without fear of repercussions. Okay. Now, obviously, your first thought is that I'm on some fucking right-wing <laughs> message board talking about yeah. how, you know... White supremacists. Yeah, white supremacists. <laughs> white supremacists. Yeah. Just constantly posting white fists emojis. Literally. But my... On Reddit, they have a thing called Karma. Do you know about Reddit? Do you ever use it? No, we've obviously discussed it a bit through uni. Um, oh, they're talking about it's involved and stuff. Like yeah. yeah, there can be quite a lot. Of, in terms of like Reddit forums and chats are created to discuss crimes that have happened and things yeah. and people's theories and they're trying to solve them and stuff. So that's how what I know about Reddit. So there's actually a community but for everything. But I haven't really used it, yeah. Although some things get quarantined. Well, you can't go on them anymore. Okay. But you get karma. So if you post something and people upvote it, you get a total score called karma. If you post a comment, people can upvote it. They can equally downvote it. Okay. Oh. So I presume that's the same as liking it and not like like. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? But the things that are liked the most okay. 
go further up the thread. Okay. So you see the stuff, because it's not actually supposed to be used as a way, oh, I agree with that. Mm. That's not how it's supposed to be used, but it's supposed to be used if that is a good post. Okay. Cream rises to the the top. Yeah, and sometimes you see someone and they've got like minus like a 500 down votes and they've just deleted their account. (laughs) Um, So I've got about 5,000 karma. Okay, right, so that's Which is good. more likes than I've ever got on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything. Yeah. And most of those things are posted in the Battlefield 5 subreddit <laughs> or <laughs> the uh, Hell Let Loose subreddit or Ready or Not, like game, game things. <laughs> okay. AKA, right? Yeah. Now, I would never, ever have done that on Facebook because if I'd have posted in a group, for, if I posted a video saying, like, oh, look at this sweet quad feed I got. None of that thing I posted. Yeah, but people would look at that and they would judge me. Mm. They, you're yeah. a fucking nerd. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. a loser. Girls might see it and think, oh, he's on the fucking how let loose <laughs> discussing like virgin. All the, yeah, virgin. Lewis always calling me a virgin. <laughs> but because I'm ready, I'm yeah. not George. Yeah, so so with uh-huh. my picture. I have like a. It's a bit more anonymity posting it's stuff. It's anonymous. Yeah. So you yeah, can, but you're also part of a community. You're in an echo chamber. You're a part of a community that also agree with those points, yeah. though. Yeah, people are more likely to agree. You're, 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 like you're the with the people things. who are like yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. But it's confined to that, so I don't yeah. think it's so bad. Now, there are some things that I'm a part of which are more open, like political compass memes. Okay. Right? That has, like, every video on it. Um, but, yes, I also follow, like, r slash conservative, which is, like, American <laughs> conservatism and some of that thinks <laughs> stuff's a bit ropey. Yeah. You know, or even the UK subreddits are very left-leaning and sometimes... I post posted once on there saying to people who don't vote conservative who would you like to win the tory leadership election to try and engage like even mm-hmm. if you don't like either way they're going to be your prime minister yeah and it was just loads of comments saying like oh all tories should die you're scum <laughs> and all this sort of stuff so like yeah. i'm not part of just i'm part of plenty of subreddits that mm. probably hate people like me yeah Yes, they tell me in the comments. Um, <laughs> okay. But I don't, the point how, is... How do you deal with that hate? Like, does that impact you, people disagreeing with your views or being mean to you online? No, because I, cause it's anonymous. Yeah. Like, I'm not sat there talking to um, Adam Smith and mm-hmm. I can't see his face. Okay. And so for me, when someone says that, I just think, well, you're just a sweaty nerd on a computer. <laughs> and they're probably thinking, yeah. he's what just is. a sweaty nerd on the computer. Yeah. We're probably both right. Yeah. But it's, I, don't, <laughs> I don't feel it as a personal attack on me because okay, cool. it's just a yeah. conflict of ideas. Yeah. Because that's another thoughts. thing, isn't it, that, that social media is used for to spread hate and to spread negativity. How many yeah. comments... Oh, Facebook, I see things like people having arguments then. <laughs> They'll print screen that person's profile picture and like, oh yeah, look at this. Yeah, look, yeah. Look at you, you so and so. It's like you, you're attacking <laughs> yeah. their, their yeah. looks. It's all about yeah, per- it's all about personality. Yeah. Uh, it's all about who you are, what you stand for. I used to do it as well. I'd get in, mm. fucking involved on Facebook on things about like when Brexit was happening. I'd fucking yeah. Put three paragraphs up and you know it's getting shared by people you don't even mm-hmm. know. And I think fucking hell, like this is going well out of control from arguing with people who I'm going to sit yeah. with. Yeah. I just so, think that a lot of these things, social media, first of all, makes things seem like they're perhaps a bigger deal than they actually are. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time the meaning gets lost 
and you get people how do you feel about virtue signaling do you think that's a thing that exists oh what sorry virtue signaling is where people will post on social media you see a lot of celebrities do it like you remember when black lives matter happened and those celebrities sang imagine by john lennon yeah and then they're like with like tears in their eyes almost as if to stand in solidarity that is virtue signaling because they're trying to show the world which side of the argument they're of yeah. on but it's it's almost like a vanity project yeah, because the they're recording themselves they're not looking at the camera they're fucking looking at themselves <laughs> and they record it they're not going to demonstrations or marches they're not yeah. writing essays or thesis or like trying to like start community projects yeah it's one and done here i am yeah i was here i've done that and then that's it yeah do you think that's an issue um do you see it a lot at uni probably is a better question I don't know. I don't know, really. Because you've put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. In terms of what you believe in. Yeah. You've gone out and you've done the research. Yeah. I suppose you can link this back to the Just Up Oil protesters. (laughs) You've done something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find a lot of people you talk to at uni say these things but don't follow through with it? I don't know. Was it something you've never thought about? (laughs) Literally something I've never thought about. (laughs) I think it happens all the time on Instagram. I don't know. Um, you probably do like obviously with the Black Lives Matter you posted the um, black I was literally about to go on to this oh right yeah yeah and it is like a maybe a peer pressure thing that if you don't do that it shows that maybe you don't stand with that cause or it it puts an idea in people's head I don't know so some people might have felt pressure to do it even if they didn't understand the Black Lives Matter movement or fully support it they might have felt like they had to I don't know it's a bandwagon Everybody's getting on the bandwagon. Mm. What I always go back to is that people post this, and I think, you're a fucking asshole. Like, in real life, you're, you're a bad person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what annoys me. And now, yeah, and, yeah. Now, and now you're saying black lives matter, yeah. but you're just doing that because everybody else is doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like people but you that... use slurs in yeah. private. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Fucking. if you're going to stand with it, stand with it properly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do agree with that, that there's no point just just posting things to go with the trend if you don't if they're not actually your views don't bother reposting that post exactly. that everyone's posting it's, because if that's not how you feel then don't bother it's the whole thing of getting ostracized isn't it yeah mm. no but you like, don't get ostracized for not doing it though no, people notice though mate don't they do they i don't think they do oh, there's no one there going do. through when, what you go, oh, you go no through, no people you're not going through your friends list going yeah oh, no, 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 you didn't share that your friend might say oh, you, you know you haven't fucking done this that and the other yeah do you think this is why politics has become so polarizing because instead of people just having their opinions and voting at the ballot box mm. everything's constantly shifting are you an ally of this? Are you an ally yeah. of that? Do you support this? Do you support that? Yeah, I get that. Like on on Tinder, for example, you see people's whole bios are he slash her, Black Lives Matter first, rainbow emoji, all these like different things. Mm. And then that's become their personality rather than their actual personality. And then yeah. not that I'm saying it's a bad thing, no, but you just yeah. support those things. Yeah. The, the I think in some cases, I don't know, I haven't seen people's like bios like that or anything, but in terms of that might be like you say about social media making sure that actually people know where you stand Mm. on some matters so that if someone on tinder who's sees your profile and thinks you're attractive but then sees that in your bio if they don't agree Mm. if we there's yeah there's you don't even waste your time talking to them because you obviously have differing views and it's not gonna work 
So it could just be a way to, like you say, kind of wean people out okay, um, and show where you stand on things. We have been going for over <laughs> two hours. <laughs> okay. oh my I, think, I think Lewis has fallen asleep as we're talking. Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah. We've right. gone through a lot I of think, topics, not going to lie. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to yeah, say before? Any ending notes for you. <laughs> any messages to the listeners? Anything you want to plug? Any message to hit home? Like your, your Instagram handle. <laughs> <laughs> no, we keep this anonymous, by the way. So we only use first names. There's no oh, okay. last names. There's no pictures. So. Um, so, there so. was something somewhere that I'd put in my research for like future research to look into. Because obviously my research, it was only with 88 participants online surveys that were actually used in the end. It's a master's one, like it's not a massive mm-hmm. piece of research with a huge sample size and things. And obviously it only covered women, it only covered a certain age. So in the limitations and future research part of my dissertation, I obviously do cover what could be done with future research to expand on the research I've done and uh, to cover more bases and, and gain more knowledge into the topic. So I do obviously talk about the fact that maybe next time ask women of all ages or ask men and women of that age or something like that. But there were things that I'd, I'd thought, because obviously it, it does only get a female's perspective on these things. And I wonder, you know, how many men knew about the Sarah Everard case? Uh, how many people followed it? Did any men get involved in posting stuff to do with it on Instagrams and social medias and things like that? Did any men change their ways as well? Did any men feel yeah, less safe yeah. afterwards? Did they modify their behaviour in any way? I, I think Do men, you think we've reached equality? You know, I think men put a guard up when they see stuff like that. Yeah. And they think, oh, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck what they think. I, yeah. I'm not like that. Mm. And yeah. these are just certain men and I don't want to be lumped in that. Mm. And they don't see it as a... I think a lot of men would say, ah, oh, dismiss it. Yeah. That's anecdotal well, that evidence. That is obviously what happened with the hashtag not all men. You was know, that, women started using that. That thing, was it? Yeah. Yeah, that was a thing. George started um, it. It, <laughs> it got, obviously, men, men used it to say, you know, don't lump us all together. We're not all rapists and murderers mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But then it kind of got, you know... That's a fine point in itself. Like, I take that point, fair enough. But the issue at the hand wasn't that. It wasn't about men. Mm. It was about women and the issues women face. So women tried to take back that hashtag and say, well, it might not be all men, but it's a lot of you. And 97% of women have experienced something like this. So, you know, stop changing the narrative to focus it back on you when actually yeah, you us. just need to listen to the women who are talking right now because we're the ones who are experiencing it like in, a, in an abundance. Like it's crazy how much women experience this in the daily lives and how many women experience it. I'd love to know the statistic on, like you said, the 97% mm-hmm. of women so that yeah. they experience it. I'd like to know what percentage of men is that are doing it. Because in my experience, I like, okay, yes, yeah, it's going to sound like not all men, mm-hmm. but my... There's very few men I know that exhibit that, but I don't know any. Yeah. Do you know that though? Do you know that? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. right. no man is going to go to yeah. you. Yes. Or, or yeah. you this to women, or yeah, I do no, that. I know, yeah. but what, what, what I mean is like when I've been out, I personally have not witnessed it. Yeah. So it happens. Yeah. But people that I. Yeah. I would, I would like to think that... that it's a small percentage mm. of men that do all of it. Rather than there being like yeah. a large percentage of men that do. That's what one of the, the things around this like K 
came out really was, you know, it's 97% of women, but every man you ask says, no, he doesn't know anyone that would do that. He wouldn't do that. None mm. of his friends do that. So it was like, well, somebody's doing it. Like Nobody somebody knows. knows somebody who's doing it. Do you who know what I mean? It? Yeah. So it's like, well, it's someone. Guess who, mate? So somebody must know something. Mate, you never know, people, what, but, what goes on behind closed no. doors. And that's no. the yeah. problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, never, that's never true. know. But men do have friends that, you know, if you if you wouldn't maybe let your sister around your friends. Why? But yeah. Yeah. Maybe question why that is. You've got That doubts. you wouldn't trust your friend around your sister. You've got doubts, mate. Yeah. You? you know in the back of your mind that that person can't be trusted. Steph. You just can't admit it to yourself that they, Steph, they're, they're capable of doing dog. it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that was one of the things. But yeah, I think like you say, when men feel like they're being attacked and that women are trying to say that they're bad people, you obviously are going to like fling, what's the words? Spring to action. Spring to your own defence. Yeah. And be like, well, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Um, and I completely understand why you'd want to say that you wouldn't do it. But also, if you know you're not doing it, then why are you that bothered yeah, if it's being said? Why are you getting defense? so pressed yeah. <laughs> when, when you know? If you yeah. know that you're not one of the men that we're talking about who rape and murder women, then that's okay. Like, it's not bothered sit me. Sit down and shut up then, because you're not, you're not the issue. Has it bothered you, George or OJ? No, no, the yeah. only way you care for you read the news yeah, is like I get fucking how yeah. like, everyone thinks I'm a potential rapist. Yeah, yeah that's the issue. Yeah, it's not, it's not it. nice to think, but obviously it's it's not nice to be... It's not nice to have to think either. Didn't the movement want to yeah. put a curfew on men at one point? No, it's, what, what it was is that they tell women, don't go out alone at night, make sure you share your locations, make sure you wear bright clothing, make sure you walk on well-lit streets if you're walking alone. And it was like... You're telling all these things to people that aren't the problem. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to tell anyone not to walk alone at night, tell men mm. who are the ones attacking women, tell them not to walk alone at night. Tell them not to go out past a certain time, past like when it gets dark. And then these crimes will probably decrease. There's no point telling the women that they shouldn't do these things mm. to avoid being attacked. Like, oh, it's super, attack yeah. the problem at the source. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That was the point. It was, yeah. it was an... Hyperbole, really, of like it was an exaggeration of if you're going to tell women that these are acceptable things that they should do, if we told men to do them same things, there would be uproar. But I do think, in some ways, uh, men still do that. If you saw, if I saw a group of five guys and I was walking on my own, yeah, I'd still be nervous. I'd mm. probably maybe gone to the side of the street, mm. etc. Yeah. Et and yeah, yeah. And, and everybody yeah. has to take account. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying in mm. any way that mm. this is the same for women, but everybody has yeah. to take account for their safety in some ways. Yeah, yeah, you have to be conscious of it. Like, we do live in a world of crime. But it like, is period. Fucking, Everyone has to... Yeah, I'll tell you what it we is. We all do what we can to make ourselves... It's horrible as a guy... Be safer, but... To be walking and then at night and there's a woman there and you yeah. can see they're visibly uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm. That's fucking horrible. Yeah. That is yeah. so horrible to well, feel that was like actually, that. I think that was one of the other things that I'd said maybe to ask men about in future research is, do you do anything to try and make women feel more safe? Yeah, yeah don't make an environment I went to the cash point the other day and there was an old lady at the cash point and I thought, well, I don't stand too close to her because yeah. I want to weird her out. Yeah. But then I look awkward stood yeah, there. You I'm stood look... there, it's raining, so I've got a hood uh, up. And I'm stood like two metres away from her. And I can see she keeps looking over yeah. me. Oh, yeah. I think, fucking hell, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. Yeah. Sometimes I just walk past and I keep going and yeah. I'll go back later. It's and, see yeah. if I'm yeah. and children. 
Yeah, you not can... ever ever going up to say hello to a child, <laughs> like talk to them, because yeah. instantly you're a pedo. Yeah. You're gonna kidnap them. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'd say hello to a kid. Yeah, I'm over it. But what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that there is some level of is someone looking at me going the innocence. Yeah, like you kind of think you fucking hell. Like, am I? Do people think I'm a nod? Do people think I'm a rapist? Oh, we have to call it that the mic's collapsed. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just quick. I think the problem with the uh, with the server. Sarah Everard protest afterwards mm. with it, it was hijacked by certain elements and it got took in directions that it shouldn't have gone in and it, yeah. <coughs> the message gets lost like the curfew thing Lewis was talking about mm. there were some women out there saying men should have a curfew they shouldn't be allowed yeah. at night and then that was like spread more widely yeah. and then obviously then the news report on it like it's the, the yeah. main cause of it and then so a bit like Black Lives Matter and I, I suppose even like just stop oil mm. The, the core problems that need to be addressed yeah. get lost because everybody starts yeah. spreading these things. It's like Chinese whispers. Isn't it? yeah. like people start like changing the message yeah. along the way. You're going to have extremists with with any point of view. Mm. Um, we already know that in, in every walk of life, in every opinion, you're going to have some people that take it to the extremes. But I think with some of that, like it's the frustration that women feel mm. that this stuff is still happening like and it's still happening regularly mm. to so many women um like you you wouldn't ask one woman who doesn't know someone that's had something happen to them yeah so i think when it's like constantly happening i think sarah everard was a bit of like a breaking point where we were like so sick mm. of always hearing about these stories of women being victims to these types of crimes that you do get to the point of you have you have to be loud. You have to be extreme mm. because it's nobody's paying attention. Yeah, to, to what's happening already. So, so I can understand. Right? Yeah, I can understand <laughs> people's frustration and being like, "Well, fucking give men a curfew then. Stop them being on the streets. Stop them being able to attack us." Mm. Because it is that level of just like anger and frustration and just being fed up with the situation. Yeah. Um. But obviously, like you say, it can sometimes skew the views. It can make people listen to it less because they think they're being dramatic and and crazy and yeah. obviously women get labeled as crazy quite quite regularly it's quite an yeah. easy applied label to <laughs> yeah. women so it doesn't help when we maybe do take things to the extremes mm. but also it can be hard not to when you feel so like strongly yeah. about a topic um, no, I, agree. I think but the media it, it does it can turn people off though, can't it i think they do these movements are disservice. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. when politicians start getting involved, yeah. it becomes politicised. Yeah. Not in the sense that, okay, we're going to talk about this mm. in the comments. Comments, yeah. it's, we'll use it as a political football. And kick yeah, about yeah, yeah. And we'll be like, well, we'll yeah. do this, we'll do that. We can get that. these people on our team if we say that we support this. Yeah, and... to vote. And yeah, then yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, the original thing, like two weeks later, yeah. and then it's not even on yeah. the news anymore. No. So, but this is, what, this is some of the feedback people had in terms of thinking that, feminism has negative connotations in society mm. because the media obviously wants to report sensationalized crimes and and things that are dramatic and that are going to engage readers so they're going to support the people that are being extremists in anything whether it's feminism or whatever like the just oil stuff mm-hmm. they're going to report on the people that are doing these extreme things rather than actually just putting out the message that the majority of people are trying to say because that's not engaging that's not interesting that's mm. just it's not entertainment yeah, yeah yeah it's not gonna get people taking the magazines off the shelves to try and read them like yeah 
So they don't they don't want to report the basic stuff that most people feel about that topic. They just want to report the extreme stuff. But obviously, then that that skews people's understandings of it and perspectives of it. But I don't know. Makes sense. <laughs> so finally, just to finish off, quick mm. question: Out okay. of our responses to your questions, who do you think's the the most of a feminist? Out of <laughs> Jesus um, probably OJ. <laughs> Uh, AJ wins this one. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really fucking. I think it's because I always say uh, I've only grew up with women. Oh yeah. yeah. I have two sisters. That definitely makes a a difference. And yeah, so I hear these sort of Mm. conversations all the time. Yeah. So you do get always a different perspective on something. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been great. It's been a really good episode. I've enjoyed it. We'll yeah, to again. yeah, yeah, sure thing. When I write another dissertation, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm never going back to uni. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, no, yeah we we've got me. loads of other questions that we probably want to answer, ask you yeah. about. All sorts. Yeah, we and vice versa. Actually, uh, it's been quite good getting a, a male's perspective on things because again, mm-hmm. most of my friends are, are women, and I get the one one sided view. So it's nice having actually we need a man's some serious uh, female perspective on the dating scene. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to do another episode yeah, on just like pure dating. Yeah, yeah, the dating <laughs> one is massive. Yeah. But um, we another look time. forward to the yeah. next one. Yeah. yeah. Me too. But yeah, happy days. Right. Take yeah. it easy, guys. Thanks for listening. This has been episode 31. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>